Show Podcast, baby! Water, earth, fire, air. Only the Avatar, master of the four elements, could stop them. But they forgot about the most important element of them all. That's right. Anal. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! My name's Andy. With me, as always... Master of being a bitch element, Muller. They forgot about the most important element of them all. <laughs> Amol. Oh. <laughs> you use just that, fed it to me. Use I, that line on the ladies. I had another one all <laughs> planned out. You ever tried Amol? <laughs> <laughs> and with us as well. Never forgets about anal. Promoted from lowly guest to lowly co-host. Snitchard. Uh, thanks for having me. I see the moniker Snitchard is really sticking. <laughs> I've, always, I've always wondered how long it will be since the, till the things we say on this show get us fired from our jobs. And now I know that day will come <laughs> ten times sooner than whatever it was going to be with Snitchard here all the time. No, well, wait till you yet. see the thumbnail I've prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the Richard, Richard story game. Muller, I'm looking at you. You have your choice between two Richard stories here. Snitchard stories. Snitchard, Snitchard stories. is Richard. Snitchard, yeah. Ah, damn. You know, one or the other. <laughs> so close. Yeah, you, know, you can interchange them, whatever. Returning, returning contender from last episode, controlling video games with his mind. <laughs> it's a good one. It's pretty good. Or peeing his pants. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, remember, this, one of these titles is like a New York Times headline where it's, it's completely deceptive <laughs> and not at all true or, or how it sounds. So I don't know go. which one is which, though. I don't because know. Controlling, because controlling video games with your mind does sound like a New York Times <laughs> title. Yeah. And one um, of them comes with pictures, too. So. Oh, shit, man. It's such a hard choice. Well, I'll give you the hint. The one that comes with pictures is controlling video games with his mind. So, so. you remember what it's like to be at the 7-Eleven with me trying to pick out which candy I'm going to, to eat that night. Yeah, you always... You 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 fussle around between is fussle a word fussle it you, is fussle, now. you fussle around yeah, rustling and fussling between I mean. a couple choices you take forever doing it and then when you choose one you're always disappointed with it. <laughs> yeah. always this happens at restaurants too it's I, not, I, I'm imagining a really similar thing happening now that you've made me choose which story it's gonna be <laughs> God uh, I'm gonna go with the the older one controlling one video games controlling with video mind. games with your mind now I have to say. I was a touch apprehensive about ever bringing this story Oof. in just because of how much of a fucking retard <laughs> it makes Richard sound. In my defense, I was really drunk and high. This is not true. <laughs> that is totally I true. I have accounts. Anyway, let's tell the story. We'll see how, see how it pans out. Let, you, let the, the listener decide. Disclaimer, I'm going to come off as a real fucking idiot here. <laughs> oh, yes. So this is a number of years ago. We're just chilling uh, in my basement. Uh, me, Snitchard, my brother, and my brother's girlfriend's uh, brother. Anyway, a bunch of us. <laughs> what? Um, God, well, this is a great start. There. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember how it came or how it initially came up, but basically uh, my brother had, and this is the same brother that's always fucking around with Richard, getting him to do all these (laughs) ridiculous things. And uh, he had a controller in his hand that Snitchard was unaware of. And for some reason, (laughs) for quite some time, (laughs) for some reason, like I don't, I don't remember how you how it initial how you, and you initially thought you had discovered it, but at some point you thought that 
<laughs> you were controlling like you would just like you remember the old Xbox 360 like menu like the like the just the dashboard menu you like hold the middle middle button and yeah. it pops up like we were just like going up and down through that because at some point Snitcher <laughs> believed that if he concentrated hard <laughs> enough he could get it to go like up and down through the through the menu <laughs> and this how long would you think that this went on for? <laughs> I don't know like a minute. Oh no! This I, at least minimum one hour. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. What? And his mind was blown. And I gotta give it uh, some credit to my brother for uh, being able to maintain, like, keep a straight face, and also like try and control it with like, <laughs> like the controller tucked down to his side, like kind of in yeah, between. Yeah, because we started playing Rainbow Six. <laughs> I started shooting guys. <laughs> so is this I, your brother who lives here? Uh, yeah, in Chilliwack, yeah. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a picture on Facebook chat here. I'm going to just put it through our, there group, was, uh, our group chat. There was Everybody also, listening, check your Facebook. Oh, I'm going to post these pictures uh, on Instagram. I just want your reaction to them. Okay. Now, here's one. You can really see how blown his <laughs> mind is that this is happening in the first picture. I got to see this. Uh, so I'm sending that to you now. Should be popping up. <laughs> Look at that, that this face. This is him standing up, looking at the TV, yeah. thinking he's like, controlling Holy it. fuck. <laughs> I, I have telekinesis. <laughs> That's exactly oh what this photo God. looks like. <laughs> now, do you want to see a picture of him him in action? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this, this one's way better. This is great. Uh, yeah, you guys are really going to want to uh, check uh, it'll the Instagram. It'll be on Instagram. It'll be on Instagram. Look at that. That's in action. Look. <laughs> Look at how hard he's trying. You're quite a bit younger here. Like, this looks like it's almost 10 years old. Or oh, it's a lot older than that. It's got to be, well, I mean. Early 20s, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. For my age? Yeah. No, no, no. I was a teenager in that. I don't so. Think so. Yeah, bo- boyhood, boyhood took 12 years to make. <laughs> there was enough time that I was doing this that somebody texted our friend to come over and witness it. <laughs> he drove hey, come over. on. Hey, just somebody you said, you got to come over here. Yeah, you somebody said, Maybe we should just stop and go for a walk or something. And I said, you think I'm going to fucking go for a yeah. walk? I can control games with my mind. It's like, um, it's like that scene in Back to the Future where he calls the guy, hey, take a listen to this when he's playing Johnny Be Good or whatever. Um, yeah, no, this first picture you sent me. So Boyhood took 12 years to make and so that they could capture what it's really like to be, <laughs> to grow up and, and be a boy, which was, you know, obviously wasn't worth the time. But this picture is more authentic. Th- this so is good. This is the exact picture of someone discovering that there is a God. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 that and they, I know him. There's not just a, a physical universe, but there's a whole other universe. And this whole time, I didn't know. Now, this son of a bitch contends that he was super hammered. And I... I and was I'll not say, super hammered. I'll I say was there was there was pretty drunk and pretty high. There was some, <laughs> there was some alcohol and and weed involved, yeah. but I don't. It wasn't like. Oh no, I was still an idiot. You, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was drunk and high. My, my brother will back that up too. <laughs> Your brother is a funny guy. Yes, because he's, um, he's always fucking with me. You know, he's a real normal kind of yep. uh, jeans wearing sort of fellow. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you know, as a as a kind of metalhead guy yourself, and it's like, okay, you're kind of the the odd one out in your family. Yeah, where you've got a very normal family. family. They watch sports and yeah. talk about sports and yeah. whatever. And you know, your brother cooks grilled meats, smokes uh, meats. smokes meats. Yeah, how many barbecues does he have? <laughs> oh, it's, Six it's ridiculous. He has a lot of. You know, he has like a barbecue, a smoker. Now he just got like another. Smoker it gets to a point where I think he sucks at barbecue. Well, he won. He got, like, he got, <laughs> because like, he, you shouldn't need that many. He got like first place in that competition. Really? Yeah, you didn't see that. You're telling me he doesn't suck at barbecue? No, he's no, he's pretty good. Anyways, a very boring sounding hobby. If I, if you've ever talked to somebody, so yeah, we've got. A, you I know, mean, it pays off for someone like me who can come over and just yeah, eat yeah. some delicious chicken. It seems like the type of guy who would own a uh, a jet ski and a, and a trailer. He owns he's, you know, he's, you know he's, he's very normal sort of family. Just life. a normal, just a very normal guy. But but he has like like he's uh, a closeted gay man <laughs> or something. He's got this hilarious sense of humor that he keeps tucked yeah. away only yeah. when the most uh, biggest deviants are over over <laughs> at his house. I think <laughs> I think it's. Uh, because, like, me and my circle of friends, because all my friends are weird, and I, I like it that way. And, like, I know I'm a pretty weird guy as well. So it's, like, I think that's just kind of infected him a little bit, and it brings it out. Like, I think most people probably have a similar sort of sense of humor buried if inside them somewhere. they have a bit of time to figure it out. I think with most people, it's just so buried that it doesn't come out. I mean, so, when I, like, when I was a... I, you know, I grew up in my, like, just a really no- normal, completely uncultured household that you could ever imagine. Um, and, uh, like, I remember, yeah, discovering bands like Tool and stuff, and it's like, whoa, you're, you know, your third eye is open, man, <laughs> or, or whatever, which is, like, you know, uh, which is a nice part of, a part of growing up. And, and it's like, I wonder... Like if I had just kept listening to a bunch of Christian bands and stuff, like oh. what, whether I could just be a, the same, just yeah, maybe. Just be, but maybe I could have gone down that path too and see my life destroyed. Because <laughs> one thing with, you one know, thing be a with, banker. One thing yeah. with me and my me and my brothers is that like all of us in our like teenage and late teen years got into like punk rock and then the kind of like we used to go to punk shows and, and counter your brothers stuff. did too. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very surprising. so. We, we we had that sense of counterculture. Like I kind of I probably adopted it the most because it's still pretty much stuck with me. But uh, so he has that in him. Like I think that's a that was a part of our formative years that maybe not everyone gets because not everyone's into like counterculture stuff at a young age. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that type of art is pretty vital. Like like to uh, I I can, it just changes you entirely. Well, because it has you questioning things rather than just a just. A, Accepting whatever the norm is, I'm, you know, it's pretty cliche things. I'm saying like not accepting yeah, yeah, the status yeah. quo, but it does have you like questioning things and and just looking at it from a different perspective of like, oh, just because it's mainstream doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, great yeah, or, or the only thing. I mean, a lot of the message of counterculture stuff, like anarchism and stuff, I think is pretty dumb. But it's like it's almost like you. Need, I would argue that it's it's almost like you need, you would argue in favor of what I'm saying. I'm an anarchist. Right. Okay. So it's an well, ideal. So I'm saying you're pretty dumb. Um, it's an ideal. <laughs> ideals can be dumb, but they're still ideals. They're like right, what right. you're looking for. It, 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 well, this is, this is actually kind of the point that I'm making is like, I don't think they shouldn't exist though, like because they're they're kind of good to dislodge you from a yeah. from a, like a really normal way of thinking. And then, uh, God, I almost said normative. <laughs> oh, well, and it also like like <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be like about stuff as. Uh, as deep as like philosophical stuff or like anarchism we're talking about like systems of government it could just be like how you take in media like 
like what kind of shows you that you enjoy and what and if there's weird stuff it's like well maybe it's not you're not just going to write off it's like oh it's just that weird like band or show or movie or whatever it's like it has you kind of more open to those things I mean there's always some philosophical undertone like sure can, but I just mean it's not necessarily it's not necessarily about changing society it's right, also right. just like oh well, maybe I'll check out this indie movie Whereas most people be like, ah, let's just watch the new Transformers or whatever. Right. So, so it's important that those things can exist, even if it's like, the, even if they don't say the right, you know, what sure. I think is an ultimate utopian message or something like that. Um, so, what we should do then is, if there are any microaggressions in any of this art, <laughs> <laughs> we should censor it and uh, and you know and point out that it can't be made. So this brings me to my story of uh, of a great date I went on recently, um, probably about a month ago. I went out with this girl. Can, oh damn it! I was just ruined it. I was just about to say, can you say his name? Yes, ah, nice, nice. Um, you just made it. Yeah, just, <laughs> just made it. Just in the nick of time. Yeah. I always make sure I say, <laughs> with a girl, like right you know, before anyone can get any words in edgewise. That was a microaggression, by the way. Fool like, me once. You know, <laughs> you're implying that being gay is bad, you know, by, by, by implying that I'm gay because I'm not gay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're implying that it's bad instead of just misrepresenting me which is the bad part of it um so uh anyways totally didn't look like her picture i'll go not, forget not it. fat enough not fat enough <laughs> you know <laughs> definitely there little richard's already catching on like you know he'll he'll be a perfect replacement for brayden in no time um so um yeah so i figured okay well we get we get into this topic of she starts talking about microaggressions and stuff so i go okay well you know i don't I'm not. I'm not super into this. Uh, into into this idea of microaggressions. I mean, for fuck's sake, the name is micro. It's, it's a micro like, in it. It's built into the name is the yeah. idea that it's not a big problem. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> hey, do you? Uh, well, you have some micro cancers. Well, that sounds good. No, it's way worse. <laughs> oh well, that's a bit misleading. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so I'm just like, okay, well, first of all, the term microaggression is like, it just sounds dumb. Like, you just sound like an idiot. So what I've found with people who, who talk about this, so this idea of the, of, of the microaggression, right, it's like... Um, Okay, so I have I have this Psychology Today article. It says microaggressions are everyday verbal, nonverbal, environmental slights, snubs, or insults, whether intentional or unintentional, which communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative per messages to people based on their marginalized group. You can only microaggress people who are you know, who are, who are down the ladder. You How do you non-verbally commit a microaggression? Well, they, okay, so this... Like sign language? See, this is, this is exactly my point here, is that anytime you try to ask somebody, one of these people, for an exam example of a microaggression... That's hard to find. They just tell you things that you have no idea when this would ever happen. You're, this is like... Uh, so so that th this is exactly what happened on this date. So I got in like this two-hour argument over... Um, great, now I've got the phone ringing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get when you're recording a business. Uh, <laughs> hello, uh, Mall's Pornography Shop. This, lady, this lady's calling it's to me stop calling. from telling the story right yes, now. She, yes, it's a, this is a microaggression. Um, I've just ignored it. It's a fucking phone in the background. Yeah, um, so... 
it's like, okay, well, I get in this like two hour argument with her about microaggressions, which is which is fine. You know, I was ready to throw this two away. hours. Anyways, you got you know, you, you, you sometimes I, you just gotta burn one. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> you know, if you get stuck in a date and you go, you just where gotta, did you go? We're just eating some food. Um, you know, you got to make the best of it. So you figure, well, why not? Just why not get argue? Into a, yeah, why not just get <laughs> into an argument? That'll fix the situation a little bit. Um, so it's like, yeah, give me an example. She goes, okay, well, here, here's a good example for you. Um, you uh, so you have like a female doctor um, and then she's talking to another doctor and the doctor's like, where did you graduate uh, medical school? And she goes, oh, Yale. And he goes, wow, that's great. Uh. And then she's like, see, it's a microaggression. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. like, and it's, matter, it's just like, oh, that's, that's a hard school to it's a yeah, isn't, isn't that no an achievement to agree? A kind and congratulatory yeah. statement. Well, it's like, well, it's no, a micro- no, but don't you see, because she's a woman, he had a yeah, little yeah. extra enthusiasm, yeah. like he's patronizing her. Oh, wow, good for you, you stupid woman. How dare for- you recognize somebody breaking a glass ceiling? Well, <laughs> or, or like maybe the person, that's just how, like maybe they would have said that exact same Here, thing to a man. You have yeah, no idea. Yeah, have Here's no idea. the problem I have with all of these, any story I hear about like microaggressions is I always think the same thing. I can apply it, I can apply the sentence to the story you just told and all other stories about microaggressions I've ever heard is who fucking cares (laughs) okay let's say he did mean it as a slight is this the worst thing you have going on in your life like this is a form of like sexism or whatever a micro a form of oppression in some way that I just don't care about you always know like when people talk about it's like oh racism is is worse than ever here in North America and and it's always like some story like oh did you know worse than slavery (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing. It's, like, oh, it's, it's, it's alive and well, and it's like, did you did you hear how the Oscars like only thirteen percent of the nominations were black? And it's like, who fucking cares? It's the Oscars. It's just a fucking celebrity like award show jerk off meant to promote their yeah, fucking movies. Remember that? Who cares? Like, remember that you... government sanctioned Oscars yeah, that we have? Yeah, That's fuck? meant to be like a like, defining. It's just. It's like, a, is that the biggest problem? It's like this is a kind of racism that I don't care about. It's like I don't. How about you bring up like actual racist? stuff how like uh like the black community has a problem accumulating wealth because it's harder for them to get a loan to buy property so they so they just stay in poverty like that's a real like like racism issue and i know it, it gets deeper than just like the bank bankers being racist but that's a real issue well, involving that you, you the can race. have a discussion about it because yeah. there's something to talk about did they and how many oscars they want who fucking care i don't <laughs> give a shit it's just such like is if that's the worst issue your community has that's pretty good I'd take that. Um, let me give you some other examples of microaggressions. <laughs> now, I want you to focus on how many, how, on the dozens of other valid explanations could be used to uh, explain those. Uh, a female physician wearing a stethoscope is mistaken as a nurse. And here's the hidden message, right? There are always hidden messages yeah. that you can't prove or disprove. Uh-huh. Uh, the hidden message of that is that women should occupy nurturing and not decision-making roles. Women are less capable than men. I mean, she's not wearing a tie. She's wearing a stethoscope. Well, any of it. Yeah, but like, uh, it's like if you go into a hospital, like there are more women nurses than men. Like you'd be you'd you'd be making a good bet if you were betting on a roulette wheel, or you know, if yeah, if you were I betting mean, money, it's like okay, well, is that woman a doctor or a nurse? It's like well, statistically, there are more women nurses than men, men nurses. Yeah. So it's like you'd be making a good bet. It's like, like now, obviously, if if she's like actually I'm a nurse, and he's like 
No, you're a sorry. Actually, I'm a doctor, not a nurse. No, you're a nurse. Because you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a nurse. Could you please get, get, get a real Go doctor, doctor in here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that that sounds like. You you can't explain that what you just said any like other than but sexism yeah, like that, you know, yeah. You, there's no other explanation. Yeah, well, that chick got caught uh, whole, asking for a white doctor yeah. recently. <laughs> well, my my whole point with that scenario is is like even if that was even if that really happened and the guy was like, oh, like you're no doctor. You're Actually, a, I'm a doctor. You're a woman. Like okay, and then you say, oh no, well I am. And it's like. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, my, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I can't Someone, believe I mistook you for so, that. Like, we we got to save this woman from this horrible state she's in. Like, eh, it's kind of annoying, she's I guess. She's a doctor. She goes home to millions of dollars. She probably, she's got to be dealing with way more stressful things in oh, her yeah. in her day-to-day uh, occupation than that. Well, for your next date, can you schedule it around this time so that we can just get your <laughs> date on the podcast? Because you seem to date... Uh, I don't know, women who are easily offended? Well, not for long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't keep them around. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't imagine they stick around. That usually date. only lasts one date there, Richard. Tell her you're going to do something fun and bring her here. <laughs> hey, you want to be famous? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make fun of you. Um, I can put you in our thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, a young person uses the term gay to mm-hmm. describe a movie that sh- that she didn't like. I like that it's said to describe a movie that she didn't like. It's like, she obviously the person that you're thinking about when they talk about a young person saying, calling a movie gay, you're definitely thinking about a young that boy. Yeah, I was <laughs> in not, my head it was like, a guy. No, but but you know, it's like even... Oh, now I'm... <laughs> yeah, you just, mi- I, we just <laughs> microaggressed it. Um, the hidden message, being gay is associated with negative and undesirable characteristics. I think people... No, because people who use gay in that way just mean lame. Or, yeah, they are not... You Typically, they're not against Or they're gay using people. it ironically. Because I, I say that sort of shit all the time. Uh, same with, same with facts. We already have two alternate explanations um, that aren't microaggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so, like, that aren't the hidden message of that I would being know, a I'm homosexual not I would say negative. about 90% of the time when I hear like that, that used, uh, gay or fag or stuff like that, it's usually like you're kind of making fun of juvenile insults. It's like a parody almost. Yeah. Like, or like a... Like, like, like that, I, I, it's, it's, it's the same thing for racist jokes. It's like the joke is that it's so so egregious to say that it's funny because it makes your stomach flip a little bit. And you're like, oh, perfect, those Africans got AIDS, and it's like, oh well, yeah, that's such a dumb joke that it's that it's funny. Or to here's, say. here's a perfect example. So this happens all the time. I'll be like, hey, you want to hang out tonight? And be like, no, I'm I'm going on a date with some broad tonight. I'm like, oh, you fag. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, super gay. yeah, it's like I I don't actually think you're gay for going on a date. <laughs> and with I'm not a woman saying that instead gay of gay hanging out with me in my basement. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I, I actually hate homos. I think homosexuals are really but I mean, undesirable. It's, it's, That's it's what I'm the, trying to say. It's to you. the typical thing nowadays. Like, like hardly the first person to say this, but it's a like context doesn't even matter anymore. So um, these are actually half reasonable, at least like the, someone using gay or whatever, like that's something people sure. actually do. Here's another one that people do very often. A lesbian client in therapy discloses her sexual orientation to a straight therapist this is hot. by saying she's into <laughs> women. The therapist states, well, I'm not shocked by that because I once had a client who was into dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
This never happened. This never, never happened. happened. <laughs> this is a fake story. <laughs> like, like you don't get very far into these lists of no. microaggressions, and immediately they have to come up with the most yeah, absurd I, scenario. I, I got to like I missed the microaggression. I was hung up on the gay stuff, the lesbian stuff, and then the <laughs> Richard was too turned came up. up. <laughs> it's yeah, like, what's a microaggression? This is this a is, hot scenario. <laughs> this is either either a made-up story or it's just such a one-off that's like this is not a problem that this happened one time in the history of man. Like this this doesn't this that scenario is so ridiculously stupid. Hidden message: same-sex attraction is abnormal and deviant. Oh. Um, okay, so. I mean, it, if we're defining abnormal as not normal, then being gay is not, it's like only like 5% of people, right? Yeah. Like it's a minority thing. It's a so very small group. It's like, it's not, you know. It's unusual. I, I'm not, it's unusual. Like if, if we're saying abnormal as in like, oh, like you're fucked in the head and kill yourself. Okay, that's not, if, if that's how you're defining abnormal. But if we're just defining abnormal as just not normal. It's just not typical. It's, it, it's like if and normal is what's the majority of people, people doing, then that, it is not normal, which, you know, it's fine. But everybody's just, fucking sure. not normal. Just, they all do weird shit. People are yeah. coming to take it as an insult where if you're, like they're interpreting it as if you're saying that's not normal, that it's wrong. And say, so, yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not a normal person. Well, yeah, yeah. I I think that normal is totally fucking overrated and it's just getting so boring. <laughs> we should all be lesbians. Well, I mean, that's where that's, yeah, then we would be normal. Again. Oh my God. Um, but I mean, like, that's what we, that's this like war on normal. Like even the fact that yeah. we we have this word normative. Oh, that's just a normative thing. It's like, what do you, it's just normal. Like what, what is, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like, oh man, such a normative thing to uh, pay your bills and, and take a shit once a day. Like, like it's like, yeah, That's this just the, most things are normal. Like most things, mo like most humans share 95% of the same things in common. Sure. Even being abnormal in certain aspects is pretty normal. You're going to be most abnormal in like 5% of your life. Like your, yeah, your sexual orientation or like so some, uh, some other thing. It's, it's also just, I, I, I come down to it and I think you need to get over yourself. I just don't if see what you're the problem doing, if, you're doing, if you're doing something that's not something that, that people typically see or hear about a lot, you may get some, some reactions that are being like, oh, like it's like it's not a microaggression. It's not like, who, I guess it is, but who you noticed cares? that this was not something that you're very commonly get, affiliated with. Like, I oh, that was new to you. I get a fuckload of comments everywhere I go because I have a shaved head and a pretty big beard. For any listener that doesn't yeah, you know me, yeah, you look like a metalhead. But it's like it's not it's not a look that you see. Like if you walk down the street, you see tons of guys just regular. Joe Schmo haircut, whatever. Then you see. Yeah, me, how do you feel about the microaggressions against you? And, Andy. I, and I, I'm bald, and I have a or mostly shaved head, and mostly and have a big, huge beard. It's not a typical. You don't see that look a lot. So I get a lot of people come. Hey, I like your beard. That's awesome. Blah blah blah. It's like. I'm not going to take that as like, oh, God, another pe person who just no, views me as a beard. Like, it does have to be. I'm walking down the street doing something that, like, looking away that most guys, like, you can't fit that into the into the norm. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to get a few questions. might be annoying sometimes, but what, am I going to write a fucking blog about it? Who cares? Well, you know, I listen to a bunch of, like, art faggy music. So yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go somewhere where everybody listens to really normal, boring music. And then I'm going to play this when I'm DJing at, like the nightclub Oof. and just play some weirdo art fag music get, with fiddles and, get and, angry. and they get angry when everybody notices that this was a little bit different. It's like you have a little bit of like, just yeah. notice yourself a little bit. Um, when bargaining over the price of an item, a store owner says to a customer, 
don't try to Jew me down. <laughs> yeah, that one's always off-putting for me when I hear people say that stuff. Really? Yeah, I just, I've heard it and I'm just like, it just rubs me the wrong way. Well, it's a weird thing to say sincerely. Yeah, I just, I, <laughs> like, find like a, it, I find it funny because of how just blatantly insulting it is. <laughs> like, I don't find it funny because I'm like, oh, ha, it's funny because the Jews. Yeah, like, it's yeah, not, it's like, a, those, it's just a funny thing to say because it's so stupid. Well, here is, here's the hidden message. Jews are stingy and money grubbing. <laughs> it's like, so, I mean, we, we live in Chilliwack where we have a ton of Dutch people. So there's, there's a, there's a huge stereotype that Dutch people are like really uh, frugal yeah. and like, and you know, and, the, and they'll Jew you down. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, well, which, who am I insulting more now? The Dutch or the Jews? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like most of the Dutch people think that's pretty funny. Yeah, they like, do. They like keep they, it up. They get off yeah. on, on, yeah. on, you know, it's like, oh man, like you're a freaking hard bargainer have you, have or whatever. Like you're the, really, have you yeah. heard the term, uh, like if you go out for dinner with somebody and like, you're going to do it Dutch style. Dutch for you. Yeah. Both pay for your own dinner. That's funny. I haven't heard that. That's yeah. funny though. Yeah, and I'm sure the Jews don't care and either. What's by this the way. thing with the Dutch rudder? <laughs> I'm sure Larry David's like, oh man, these people think I'm cheap. Gosh, these microaggressions. Ah, oh. I, I find it funny how like it's it's unex it's like oh like jaw dropping to make fun of certain groups, but other groups it's like. Who cares? Like, if you make fun of someone for being Dutch, I think I brought it up in an older podcast about like, this is like one of the Austin Powers movies where he's like, "Oh, I like all sorts of people except the Dutch," and that was the that was the joke. Just like, <laughs> yeah, not just that he hates Dutch. Nobody people. cared. Uh, there was that's a, because Dutch people are hardworking and seem to make good lives for themselves. There was yeah, not oppressed. I'll tell you the yeah. first. So I'm uh, I'm a redhead. And the first time I ever heard the term ginger was from that South Park episode, like, whatever, 10, 15 years ago, just making fun of redheads, just blatantly, like... <laughs> There's no real scathing. satire to like, it. <laughs> I never, growing up, I never really had much of any, like, I didn't get picked on much for having red hair. No. Maybe a couple comments here and there, but basically never. And I only ever heard comments until that South Park episode. Nobody, f- nobody fucking cares. I don't see anyone coming to the, like, rally and support. And I, I don't care either, but, like... Nobody comes rallying to the support of redheads, and it's like we're like a huge minority. We're like almost like I like less than a percent of the population. That's it's like because not many of us. That's because you're such a neglected minority that they don't even have statistics to talk <laughs> yeah, about. Maybe <laughs> they Nobody haven't cares. even run statistics Nobody on on Ginger's yeah. uh, uh, salaries and whatnot. Um, I, I like this one a lot, actually. The outfit worn by a TV reality show mom is described as classless and trashy hidden message lower class people well, what, what was she was she what was she wearing we need to know that there's She's a hidden message a tv reality show mom like uh like some trailer trash well mom what if she something. was wearing a trash bag then it's just like yeah <laughs> oh, pretty classless a uh, hidden message lower class people are tasteless and unsophisticated uh-huh. No, they just have less money. Yeah, they, they, they just have less. Like, yes, I'm sure it was a TV reality show mom who was, like, really into high art and, like, w- you know, made a bunch of, like, really fancy outfits. And they're like, man, how classless and trashy. Like, I'm sure she wasn't wearing, you know, just some, like, some sweatpants that said skank on the butt or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, like, I don't know, what was that, like, Honey Boo Boo show? And yeah. she had that huge, fat, like, trailer trash mom. And then, like, there's there's all those shows, like, My 600 Pound Life and shit. that's if a micro mom on a reality show you're probably not you're probably doing something unsophisticated <laughs> yeah because nobody wants to watch a reality show about a lower class mom who's better than they <laughs> who's are just a good mom who's like, just like, that's not a good show. Or, or like a really sophisticated mom who speaks with an english accent and yeah. like and it's like yeah i'm sure i'm sure all of my friends who watch reality shows want to see that no you want to watch someone who's worse off than you yeah, so you that you feel good about yourself yeah. like that's what you want yes all of 
these train wreck trailer trash moms who have high art tastes, like lots of class and sophistication. Like you notice how these two things don't go together very well. Um, that one, I actually don't really get the microaggression at all. Like it's just like it's oh. a macroaggression. <laughs> no, it's just like it's just like well, it's an insult. I don't think that. It, I don't know what the segment is that they're. Like, like, what is the group that you're, that, 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 you know, it's like, she, that's just her. If she was wearing nice clothes, like, you know, some clothes that she had made that were, like, really nice or something, then, uh, then no one would call her classless and trashy. Like, obvious, like, they didn't say it because they hate, like, lower-income people or that they have, like, an internalized, subconscious hatred yeah. towards lower, and they were just like, oh, well, I just noticed that she looked kind of trashy because her sweatpants said anal on them. <laughs> said fucking cum dumpster. Yeah, it said cum dumpster, and she had a tramp stamp. <laughs> That sounds awesome. So, so you were talking about, well, who fucking cares about this, yeah. right? Well, let me tell you why you should care. Okay. Let me use an example. I'm ex- sure this will clear you know, it up. For yeah, me. Right, yeah, this will clear it from this Psychology Today article. Um, let me use an example to illustrate how microaggressions can influence the standard of living and the quality of life for women and persons of color. Statistics show that white American males constitute 33% of the population. Well, they say only 33% of the population. Um, Yet, they occupy, here's the bulleted list, 97.7% of U.S. presidents. Uh Where's the the 3% of the women presidents? Like, isn't there no women presidents? No, there hasn't been one. Oh, maybe they're including vice presidents or something? Maybe there's some women. Well, you said white, right? So maybe they're including Barack Obama? Uh, oh, right. Yes, yeah, yes. He's the combo breaker. Okay. Uh, 99.9% of athletic team owners, 90% of public school superintendents, 92% of Forbes 400 executive CEO level positions. I noticed they didn't use uh, like a, a, a 500 list of top companies. Um, uh, 80 to 85% of the U.S. Senate, 80% of the House of Representatives, um, Eighty percent of tenured positions in higher education. So this is all because of microaggressions. This is all oh. because of microaggressions. <laughs> Nothing else going on there. <laughs> there's no. Um, there's no different. Like and 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 of and I mean a much more reasonable statement, which I still think is wrong, is it's all because of sexism. Uh-huh. Um, you know, um, it's like obviously with women not being able to work up until like the last hundred years or so. Um, you know. There was sexism a hundred years ago, sure. and, and beyond that, uh, certainly. And um, you know, when you have more time to gain position, and like when your grandfather was like freaking like the head of something, and then you know you have this nepotism, uh, you know, all all I think a, a reasonable explanation. Um, I noticed that they didn't put a list of nurses on here, and which percentage to show to, to show how disproportionate like uh, nurses are. Well, they all, that's this, they always cherry pick like prestigious jobs, and they leave out other prestigious jobs. It's like an en- engineer. It's like most engineering jobs are male. It's like the, the presidents, you know, the, all these jobs. But they don't talk about how it's like the pharmaceutical industry is just dominated by women or like the publishing industry is way, oh, yeah. way dominated by women. And like, yeah, nursing, like I don't think, like they always bring up nursing. Like it's like, that's a pretty prestigious title. Like nurse, I think most people consider nurses important and yeah. a probably, especially if people, I've never if heard you someone spend, shit on nurses but like, before. Yeah, if you spend a lot of time in the hospital, you probably, I'm going to, guess appreciate them like more than the doctors because like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're like Their you're probably developing more of a relationship they're with the ones them. looking like, out for yeah. you yeah so it's like they, they just leave all this out and then it's just like well why aren't they also complaining about like the the the, the, gen, the gender gap in like sanitation 
Oh, it's just because it's not a prestigious fucking title. But I don't hear them like they're, they're bitching about. It. It's like, oh, well, it's all this sexism, sexism. But it's like, yeah, but like all of like any janitorial job or garbage man, like it's like dominated by men because it's just like, oh, those, those oil, are fields, oil rig worker. fields that just don't uh, don't appeal to women. So there's less of them there. Like, yeah, it's um, but they don't bring those up. They well, just cherry pick like these couple examples of some prestigious jobs, but they leave out other prestigious ones, and they leave out the un the the you know. The lowly jobs. We got to come up with some good microaggressions for garbage men. Then, then maybe we could fix this problem. They're garbage men. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the title as well. Pretty good. Don't need to do anything. Oh, you know what? I I just got a great one. Um, You're you have kids over for dinner, like your friend. Your kids have. Oh, you smell pretty good for a garbage man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think this one actually okay. goes along. This one goes along with like the subtle, incomprehensible nature, though. And 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 your kids' friends, their dad is a garbage man. Uh-huh. So when dinner time comes, you tell your kids to wash their hands, but not the other kids, because you know, because like, they're probably used to being like dirty anyway. <laughs> so you just you just forget to to tell them to wash their hands. Actually, I pulled a great, a really good um, microaggression in the office the other day. I said, uh, "Hey, uh, let's 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 do some pushups because we tend to like try to be a little bit active in the office and just a little sure. just, just a little bit, like a thirty Get the second. Blood flowing. Yeah, and then I go, "Oh yeah, Sarah, you can do girl pushups." <laughs> <laughs> The microaggressor strikes again. Of course, she thought it was hilarious. Um, okay, you want to get to some movies? Yeah, of course. I'm so excited about it. Do you think that you can movie. make it through today's movie without microaggressing? Nope. nope. <laughs> we, didn't even get, we didn't even get before. We didn't even make it to before the movie discussion. <laughs> All right, so today's most hated movie ever of the week is Avatar The Last Airbender. You did it. Uh, you uh, did it without going too hard into your Tim and Eric isms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Last Airbender is uh, the M Night Shyamalan movie, based on the uh, based anime cartoon. Based show on the the American kind of anime, not like super anime, but only sort of anime. Like mm-hmm. it's a cartoon. It's a kids' cartoon, probably. Yeah, more, but it's, more a, than it's, an anime. it's of that style. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Good anime show. What's what's so? What is it? Earth. Good, good finger quotes. Right. Yeah. I mean, good anime. That's still just bad media. It's a great show. I love this show. <laughs> a good anime is still bad, but you know, um, good for anime. So, uh, the last Airbender. I mean, I'll just get out of the way. At, at so the the anime is beloved, and you know, Andy is just going to say it's good. But you, we can agree that it's it's in culture you know, like a lot of lot huge cult. F- fan following, people who really like it like and still watch it and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they, you know, a uh, live action anime movie comes out directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Which, I gotta say, I've never understood the appeal of taking something that's a cartoon and be like, oh, we're going to make a live action version of it. It's like, uh, it worked in a cartoon that doesn't necessarily mean... $319 million is the appeal. <laughs> I guess. No, I just mean, I don't understand why, I, I understand why a businessman might be interested in such endeavors, but I don't understand where someone would be like, oh man, I really love that show. Like, there's the new fucking uh, Lion King and Aladdin movie coming up, Ooh. and I see all these people posting with Will Smith. The, the, the trailers and, and then the teasers or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I loved this movie." It's like, yeah, do you understand that certain things that like work well in a cartoon might not necessarily work live action, especially with the fucking Lion King? They're all going to be animated anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not even going to be a live action. It's just going to be a new animated. I mean, that was always the it. joke, right? Um, yeah, like so. I think what it is is just that people like what they got from uh-huh. it and then they're like oh well this will give me more 
But the thing is, like, it's not going to give you more because it's going to just tell the story that you already know in less time with less detail. Yeah. So it's just going to be. It, you're and actually cool. getting less. And what the thing is, like, let's time, say they. Detail. Well, instead of watching 20 hours of the anime, okay. it's going they're going to condense that into two hours, yeah, cut yeah. a bunch of plot points, uh, and it's going to be. And I mean, even if it was a good one, it still wouldn't be good. You're not getting more. It's not a sequel yeah. where they're going to tell you more story. They're repeating it with less detail. Even if. Even if, if if the live action or movie rendition with the remake, whatever, ends up being really good. Like, let's say that they just knocked it out of the park. Are we talking about Aladdin now? <laughs> just all. Any, anything. Just in general. Uh, if they end up being really good, whatever, it's still a story you already know. So all, like, the major plot points, the impacts and whatever, sure. they're not going to hit as hard. They're not going to be as engaging. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's already, already fundamentally flawed. And then on top of that, they're always fucking worse like it's always it's always some fucking sleazy producer is there any one that's the better. beauty and the beast live action more yeah, than that movie sucked. cartoon more than the, i mean i, yeah, I don't, I don't cartoon is i don't have better. a strong opinion because i don't really care i don't never really was huge into the cartoon so. i did not revisit the cartoon dude the cartoon's great beauty and beauty and the beast cartoon greatest musical song of all time gaston just singing yeah. about how burly he is yeah. when i was a kid i ate four dozen eggs <laughs> uh, something to help me get large now that i'm old i eat five dozen you eggs and me, i'm rushedly you showed, the size me, the, of you showed a me the clip of this song and you you love you seem to love it more than it's I hilarious it's they're just singing about how big his biceps are yeah, <laughs> for a, a whole a good, song uh, <laughs> well, that's what every musical should be about <laughs> it's just gassed on. Isn't that what most rap songs are about? They're just yeah. singing about how great they are. Yeah, yeah they, they don't have great lines like that. Yeah, but they don't have great <laughs> lines. No, they're like not eating. singing about their biceps, yeah. so I'll give them that. Man, if Kendrick Lamar started taught <laughs> rapping about drinking 10 dozen eggs, <laughs> you know, eating 10 dozen eggs in the morning, All right, would that, would be, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't impugn your argument. Here. And, he, and, and then Gaston just picks up like three or four women on his biceps and carries them around. It's awesome. Yeah, it's always just about how much shiny fucking shit they can buy. It's like, I don't care. Let me see your biceps. That's yeah. what I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you're a black dude. Let me see your dick. Come <laughs> oh on. <laughs> I mean, I think they do quick. rap about their dicks sometimes, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, though, it's, 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 we watched a few episodes before we watched the movie yesterday. Uh, we watched a few episodes of the show just so I had some kind of context. I've never seen this fucking show. I hate these fucking animes. Uh, it's hard for me to even criticize the show, though, like, because uh, it's it's for children. <laughs> like, <laughs> if anything, my criticism is of you. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Well, I'm watching this. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like annoying and silly, and I don't care about the plot points. I guess the animation is kind of nice, but this is for kids. It's, it's like uh, many many episodes ago when we did our episode on Frozen by by Corey's request, our guest. Uh, <laughs> And I'm just thinking, like, yeah, this movie sucks. I don't like it. It's really unengaging. It was a chore to get through. But it's not really... I'm not exactly the demographic here. Like, what the fuck are you doing watching this, like, Disney princess? What are you doing watching a show for fucking children? Well, part of it is, like... You know, like, like there, because there are jokes in that in that Avatar cartoon or whatever that it's, like... Like, I'm not sitting here being, like, wow, you know my deepest sense of humor is being tickled by, by this, right? Like, like, they have a funny gag, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice little gag, and, you know, and I, I can chuckle a little bit. But usually I find that they, uh, they explore some themes in it that are like, like there's a, so, so one theme that comes up that doesn't come up in the movie. So I guess we should quickly get the premise out of the way. Um, Avatar universe, 
everybody can like control the elements. So there's like earth people, there's water people, there's Is it like, everyone or do you have to be special? You have to be special. You have to be special, but yeah, th- but that's a lot of but people. there's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, so there's earth people, water people, air people, and like uh, fire people, and then the fire the fire nation like uh, is trying to you know, they're basically Nazis and they're just trying to take over the world. So um, and then the Avatar can do all four though, and he's got special powers. So Not he, in this movie. So he yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's got he's got like this prophecy where he can uh, you know, he's supposed to be able to save the world or whatnot. So the whole show, it's it's just him traveling the world, trying to find people, you know, of the different nations to teach him. He already knows the air because he like was born in an air like uh, nation or whatever. And then he goes, okay, I got to find someone to teach me the water bending and then the earth bending and then the fire and then I can go. Yeah, and you don't get that far f- though. Fulfill my destiny or whatnot. Like that's what that's what the cartoon is or, or whatnot. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's basically the, the main thing. So um, he's just this kid and... Well, one of the things that he talks about a lot or that he's exploring a lot, he's like, well, I don't want to kill somebody, you know? So, so he's, he ends up like consulting with a lot of different people and he's like, well, I'm supposed to, you know, save the world and, uh, you know, take out this fire nation, but like, I've never killed somebody. I don't want, is, is it, is it better to kill some people for the greater good? Like, like that's an actual, those are good themes. That's an actual philosophical discussion you can have. And they're presenting that to children. And I, and I see that I'm like, oh, I really like that. You've distilled this down to a simple form that kids can understand. Like, I'm not... And, you know, and it's like, oh, it's good for me to think about that a little bit, too. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, man, you know, we've got, you know, this is the greatest philosophy lesson. Like, it's an intro to it or whatnot. And and I see it as it is, but it still is nice to sometimes just... I will say it's not as nonsensical as most animes (laughs) that I've ever watched. Maybe it's because it's American, but I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's not like a huge. Crit- it's it's not near as bad as as Frozen. Like like watching this. Well, the problem with Frozen movie. though is like that it's a shit. It's a shitty ca- kids it's cartoon. Not, it's not good. Yeah, it's it's like it's not. There's no interesting things for. There's no like real lessons for no like villain. kids to learn. Yeah, until there's the no, last five minutes. Yeah, doesn't he show up at the very end? Yeah, or that's the whole. We've already we've already done done that. But it's uh, got shit ideology. I saw it one one time. Fuck Frozen, man. So. I'm going to do a little bit of callback. Beauty and the Beast, the, you get to teach kids about why they should eat four dozen eggs. Because uh, <laughs> then they'll grow large. And then they can eat five. And dozen. then they can eat five dozen eggs and be the size of a barge. Like, <laughs> what other lesson do you want to teach your kids? But wasn't he, wasn't he like... He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he dies. Yeah, he's not a good guy. <laughs> he dies. Uh, yeah, well, you don't want to become... You don't eat six dozen eggs like he did because that's that's too too much. So they're teaching you about balance. So I'm going to do a little bit of a callback to a pr- the previous time we ever discussed uh, a specific anime on the show. Way, 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 way back in episode seven when I... Uh, what the fuck? It was the Spirited Away. I believe talking about that. And I made the claim that I stand by today that not all perverts are anime fans, <laughs> but all anime fans are perverts. And I just want to say... So we have no. Wait, didn't you do that backwards? No, no, no. Not all perverts. So there's there's lots of perverts out there. They're not all anime fans. And there's lots of anime fans out there, and they're all perverts. And so here we have we have Snitchard on the show now. Oh, I like anime. Arguably the biggest pervert I'm I know. Awesome. <laughs> no, I think I think you pervert. just said it backwards again. No, not all perverts. No, it's it's not all anime fans are perverts because there are children who are anime fans. But Ch- all children, perverts children. are anime fans. No, no, no. That was that's what it. you said. Yeah, no, I remember it. Anyway. You fucked it up. Arguably, biggest pervert I know. Mm-hmm. Per- yeah, Richard. Also a big anime fan, so point, yeah. point one me. <laughs> <laughs> it only, only took 50 episodes. I yeah. Get, I get <laughs> Finally, you won this one. Um, 
yeah, it, there's there's just something about anime that's just very. I think it's the indulgence of it, like the over the top anima- animations and the characteristics, hyperbole? and yeah, I guess the overall hyperbole. Yeah. That's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, I love. I love. That's that's, that's what, what I, I like, like about, about cartoons. Yeah. Is like they just. See, we always complain about, especially this movie too. I mean, so this really fits in. Like, we always complain about like these movies having these dull, lifeless characters, where it's like, and this movie, and the la- the last, the la- it's hard for me to get into a legitimate critique of the last Airbender because everything's already been said because it's universally hated. There's five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't even hate it. I was just bored. It's just a very boring, dull movie. And a movie with um, martial arts and magic. It's, it's just fucking boring. Yeah, yeah. You think that sounds cool? Wow, they're like shooting fire and, at people. And they're every like, time they fucking danced, I was like, ooh, <laughs> like oh, it's just so creepy watching these kids dance yeah. <laughs> like, oh i'm moving the wind it, like, oh, it did kind of seem like these were child sex slaves that were that being, was weird they were being forced to do a dance for their like weird middle yeah, eastern it was creepy you know slave owners or something like uh, that and then they filmed them in a green screen and m night Shyamalan really, put them into this really movie like that's weird. how awkward their yeah, their kung awkward. fu martial arts like dance it. moves were um <laughs> so yeah so it's it's hard for me to be like okay yeah, I can get it all out of the way. The the acting's really bad. Oh, yeah. uh, like, I, I mean, a lot of people complained about uh, the cinematography being flat. Like everything's just a medium, a, a, a medium no, shot. F- no flatter than any other big blockbuster movie. Yeah, and except like, I mean, he, I would agree that it's flat, but not in an egregious way. Yeah, at least at least M Night Shyamalan isn't cutting all the time. Like he's got like he actually had some extended shots, which he seems to be a big fan of or whatever. And it's like the only credit I can really give the guy. Um, is that he? He seems to like extended fight scene shots and whatnot, and and the fight scenes were easy to follow because of that. Is even if the choreography was a little dull and like mostly meaningless. Well, uh, so so I went going into this movie. I thought like this is my this is just my ultimate nightmare here going into this because we're talking about an M Night movie, which I just despise all his fucking movies, and it's based on an anime. <laughs> this is. This is bad. But I got to say, watching, so this was a like, notoriously, notoriously hated movie. Like, it, it has 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I, I think that feels suspect to me because it's not that bad. It's not good. It was like a 25. I, was expecting I expected worse. 25%, like 20, 25%. I saw the critic score before I watched the movie, and I was expecting way worse. The funny thing is I had seen this movie before and <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was insanely Very dull. forgettable. So, yeah, so the... So the but car- I'm trying to pinpoint, like, why, like, so much fucking animosity. Cause it's because it, the anime is beloved. That's, I watched it, why. and I thought this yeah, is just an, a very mediocre movie. Yeah, very maybe good. slightly bad, especially in some of the acting and casting choices. But oh my god! Yeah, uh, again, everybody's already taught. Ta- yeah, the casting is just terrible. Every I like the mind. acting is the so, kid was terrible. Yeah, the the main kid. He's supposed to be like this fun like he he he's like a fun kid who wants to be a kid. He uses his wind powers to like fly around and surf and and like just be yeah. like, and just you know kind of have the fun. Kid, he's always yeah. you know jumping off the walls because he's having a great time. And then he has this great responsibility just thrust on him, which it's, is like which is a great human story. It's like okay, he's like this is he has to save the whole world, but he's like a ten year old kid who just wants to have fun. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's called the hero's journey, isn't that basically the perfect yeah yeah totally and. And, and like and strapped into like a kid, you know. But it now it's also a coming of age representation sure. too, and like not just a hero's journey. And then in the movie, it's like he's just the most depressed kid. Like I don't think yeah, he says and he's anything yelling funny. for people to like rise up, and it just sounds so fake. He's, he's just starting like a revolution. Coach, bad, well, bad acting. I think I said, Reed Atlas shrugged. <laughs> I think I said while watching it yesterday. I, I 
I can almost understand. I think I understand what they were trying to do because the anime is from what, like 2003, 2004? 2005 like, to 8. 2005 to 8. So I don't like The third that season anime, wasn't even done when they f- started filming this. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so this is, you know, like over 10 years ago. So the audience watching this was probably mostly kids and some perverted anime fans. <laughs> but mostly kids because it's a kids show. And I think they were trying, this is a rendition that came out several years later. And they're trying to kind of grow the the depiction up with the audience. So the audience that was that used to be seven is now like in their early teens. So it's like teenagers want to see something a bit more serious. I maybe that's what they're trying no, to go for. They didn't, wrong. they didn't do it well. I'm not defending, I'm just saying maybe that's what they were trying, but it, the but timeline's it didn't come too off. close because it came out in twenty ten yeah, and like the show, the third season came out like late t- two thousand eight. Yeah. It's only like a year in between, a year and a half in between. Like so, that's too close. Or, to well, then it was probably just the the, the Christopher Nolan effect because 2008, The Dark Knight came out, and then like for several years, and even still up until now, it's like everything that comes out it has to be like dark and gritty. Right. And right. Maybe that they were trying to just Nolanize it just a little bit, not too much because it still has a bunch of. I don't think it was shit. that intentional. I think M Night Shyamalan is just a real dull director. Just not that good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think he's insanely well, I, dumb. I think the script for this movie was just awful. So there, there's a problem with, like, if you haven't watched the cartoon and you go into this, which that's what I did. I never watched yeah. The Airbender before, and I went into this, and they start setting up, uh, like, a, a Jesus Returns type story. Like, the, this hero's going to yeah. come and save people, and he just ends up fucking getting one extra power and saving a tribe. <laughs> and that's about it. And then it ends. And it's like, holy shit, they were building this up as like he's going to unite expect, the nation. They expected a trilogy like, is why. Oh. Yeah, so when we, uh, when we were watching it last night, so Braden had talked to us about Lord of the Rings. Uh, and, uh, and Quite so a I, while ago. Uh, yeah, I, I had the exact same experience uh, as him, which it was like, we're getting like a half an hour to the end of the movie, and I'm just like, man, how are they going to get through yeah. and have him, him learn yes. the other two he powers? He just barely has like, the water power. He powers. just learned the water power, so he's got two powers, and it's like they're going to have this big battle scene. Like, man, how are they going to have all the whole big fight scene with the fire guys at the end where yeah. he saves everybody. And that's what would have made it good. <laughs> and that's like that was that was Braden's story when he got got to the end of the first Lord of the Rings in theaters. He's like, man, this is only like a half an hour left. How are they gonna yeah, get to Mordor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, Boromir's dying here. <laughs> that's the funniest it's such a good story. story. <laughs> what, what's great about that story is I think a lot of people had that experience yeah. where they were like, where they didn't realize that the Lord of the Rings was a was a trilogy. Oh, I knew that going into it. Yeah, but you probably read it. A lot of people didn't yeah, read maybe. it. I read The Hobbit in grade eight, and I never touched Lord of the Rings. So, um, yeah, but I just knew they were making three movies out of it. Yeah, you must have known. So, something. why didn't they make the other two movies for the Airbender? I actually don't know because it, it it commercially. Because yeah. I was saying while watching it, because that 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 question came up uh, from another person who was watching it with us. Uh, and I said, oh, well, it just didn't make enough money. Because no matter how bad a movie is, if it made money, they make sequels. Like, yeah. that's how it works. But this one made money. It's it's quite surprising. Maybe that's M. Night Shyamalan's big twist. It's his big fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> There's they the must twist. Have, my only guess is because... No, the twist was that it's only one of the three <laughs> movies. <laughs> and that you only get one. My only guess is because the budget was about $150 million, and they made about double that in the box office. But the thing is, that was just the budget to make the movie. And sometimes they spend a lot, a lot of money on marketing. So maybe it just didn't meet the overall costs like or maybe just barely because that won't get you a sequel either if you if you spend if budget of your movie and budget of promotion costs 300 million and you make 300 million they're not like well this wasn't a fucking hit so what if something does really well in the box office and then critically gets just blasted oh, they, don't, they don't care look at they made how many 50 shades of gray movies and twilight movies 
They make fucking money. Oh, yeah. Money. Critic, critic doesn't mean anything. They really. don't fucking I money. thought maybe they wouldn't want to gamble and nobody Listen, if I release... If they, if, they, <laughs> if they have an established an audience that's willing to pay, they're willing to make. Always. If Th- that, but that's why this one comes off as surprising. There must have been extreme marketing costs or something. When I release the newest edition of Spicy Wipes next month, <laughs> and all the critics hate it, but it sells like gangbusters, I'm picking up the phone and making another order to China for, you know, we're selling more Spicy Wipes. I, no, take the Spicy Wipes off the market. I made a million dollars, but people do not like it. Muller's extra mild Spicy Limited Wipes. Run. This is just toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper with hot sauce on it. Yeah, toilet paper paper mild flavor wet wipes that you dipped in that, this was the sponsor this, is one this of was our a sponsor i brought in many 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 mm. weeks ago yeah. many months ago i mean i am i'm hungry now <laughs> so <laughs> one you just wipe your food no 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 it's, it's it was for your ass. it was toilet paper and if you're if it's like really cold out that would be perfect sponsor for today yeah it's cold if you're really out. cold out you warm yourself up by using spicy wipes it's got capsicum in it can you eat them I, I mean you can eat <laughs> most anything you can eat regular toilet paper i don't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> That is a funny question. Can you eat it? I don't know. Can you? It's like, you know, like like you have freaking snobby teachers. Oh, I don't know. Can you go to the bathroom yeah, or something? Fuck. But I this is that. not quite like this. This is really a can you. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds you, I've, I've been uh, kind of fucking around with Dave, when he, Dave, who's been on the show a few times, designer. Logo. David the artist. David the artist, they call him. Um, he, he's been posting like photography pics of like, like he always goes on like hikes and shit. So he'll post a picture of like a flower or a bug or something like these really nice. Yeah, like looking, a teenage girl. Nice Except looking pictures job, that he's though. taken some time and he really kind of enjoys at least the, the craft of foot photography. And then I'll always just comment, but how did it taste? Like every <laughs> single time. Because he always posts like this big paragraph about like, yeah, I came across this fucking water beetle or whatever. Yeah, the insect <laughs> looked, This little guy was hanging cool on for a ride the whole day. Like, but how did he taste? <laughs> Delicious. Um, I'm going to talk about some Indian washing, but before that, why don't we get to a boomer? Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what the hell is this segment called again? Oh, Baby, Baby boomers, boomers Are Shit, shit of the Week. Of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Great title. Um, have you ever noticed how they all way overcook food. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Yeah. All of them. Like not, I have not got a story the, about yeah. this too. Like so. not to the point of like burnt to a crisp, like like the meal's ruined, but to the point of cooking all the flavor and all the texture. I, I'm thinking of like a roast beef where they just cook it so it's fucking gray. gray. I, dry fibrous. and flavorless. Like, I cooked this for eight you're hours, just, so it's going to be really good. And, cardboard. and just so you know, this isn't a baby boomers like 55 to 70 thing. If you take that segment of people and make them 15 years younger, same problem. Growing up, I thought roast beef was just Me bad too. meat. Yeah. I did for a long gray. time. Like, I did, yeah. No, it's, it's gray. I did for it's a dry. very long time yeah. until I had proper roast beef. Oh, actually, fuck, the I funny thing is now that, now, that my parents, <laughs> now that my parents are boomers, they actually cook a lot meat a lot what better. Mean, now that they're boomers? They're always, they've always been boomers. Right. Well, now that they're, you know. <laughs> well, the internet. I went to my parents all... and I was like, this is not how you make this. <laughs> Get a meat thermometer and use the internet. Um, so... My dad's... Richard, we haven't seen you for months. Why are you yelling at us? <laughs> <laughs> I came for roast and you fed me this shit. Um, so I used to... I, I think you probably remember this story when we went to your brother's to have a barbecue one time, Andy. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, no, steak is not as good as pork chops. Because, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatnot. Because we're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's why you want to grow- like steak that one Because growing up, steak oh, no. was... was 
well, well done every time. Oh, oh. Like, there's I've no never, red inside. I've never even had a well done steak. Like, not even a proper one. I've shame. never had one that's that's over medium and and rarely even that. Like, it's always medium rare. Oh, well, the, like medium rare. Well, those rare. marinated pork chops stand up better to well, well done than a steak does. So I always Did thought that pork put, chops were wait, better. Wait, no, well done pork chop? That's no good either. It's, it's not good either, but it's, it's, it's if when, when they're heavily marinated, though, they stand when up better. When you say heavily marinated, do you, say, do you mean that your mom opened a can of condensed mushroom soup no. and dumped <laughs> it on the pork chops? She definitely does use condensed mushroom soup for stuff, but not for the pork chops. I do mean like a store marinated honey garlic. Chop or that whatever. It's awesome. Yeah, and they and they're great. And sometimes I do prefer it over a steak, but I know that a really good steak is gonna beat it beat it out every time. I'll, um, I'll, the, I like the power of a really good steak. I have like memories of a really of I specific do. steaks where I'm like, <laughs> I remember that steak. I that still, steak was crazy. I've had a lot of pork chops over the days and some good ones, but I know I don't have anyone like, holy fuck, that pork chop. Like I can think of specific steaks that I've had. I remember like, that was a good fucking steak. I remember the steak. No other food. I remember the steak I had in downtown Vancouver at the keg. Uh-huh. It was like a fifty dollar steak or something, which is not a super pricey steak, but it's what? not a cheap steak either. Fifty no, bucks um, is not a steaks steaks steak. get way up. Yeah, there. yeah but yeah. Th- there's gotta be a point of but fifty bucks—it's like, like, like you said, it's not—it's not cheap either. Yeah, it's, it's not cheap. Not I mean, cheap. You're in Vancouver. I so. remember that steak more than I remember almost all of my birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> well, man, especially once you reach oh, like your geez. like mid twenties to thirties, like yeah, my birthdays yeah. are nothing now. I don't even yeah. fucking care. But a good steak, oh man. So I've I've been getting in this argument recently with my parents. So. Do you do you like Brussels sprouts, either of you? I I, I do, but I, I never I never had them Brussels when I was young. Right, yesterday. Uh, yeah, I love them. I think they're I fucking fantastic. Little um, cabbages. Yeah, you can like you can fry them up in like a, if you especially if you have a cast Roast iron them, frying fry pan, them, steam them, put some like parmesan on them or some shit. You cook them real hot so yeah, that they yeah. get like kind of crispy and like if you even put sauce, you can the, the little flakes of. Brussels sprout will flake yeah, yeah. off and caramelize and like kind of candy, candify or whatever. I'm so fucking hungry now. Yeah, I, here, have, have, have <laughs> another bite of my eat more. Here, Not so. into the microphone. Um, <laughs> so, um, so how long would you want to boil your Brussels sprouts? If you I accidentally steamed them in the pressure cooker for like half an hour yesterday, <laughs> and I took them out, and they were just mush. Oh, sounds exactly like how my dad would like. Them <laughs> I, threw every... them <laughs> I threw them out. I threw them out. Like they will boil Brussels sprouts for twenty-five minutes. All vegetables, because I have my my. I never had. My parents never really made Brussels sprouts. I remember I haven't. I, I never. Really Other than had, at Christmas, I never really had them. Not even then. I never really had them oh. until very recently. But. Uh, but my parents would always do this thing just as a side. Like anytime they would do a barbecue, they would get like one of those, whatever, those tinfoil sort of crate things, put a whole bunch of vegetables in it, no seasoning Overcooked whatsoever. And no just, salt. Yeah. Co- yeah, no seasoning whatsoever. And just cook them, just cook the <laughs> flavor right out of them. And, and like to the point where they were like just barely holding their, their their structure up. So they're just like these mushy vegetables. And like vegetables I like, like all these different like red pepper, yellow pepper. Some, hey, roast them. Some mushrooms and onions. You think that. It's like you combine those flavors. Yeah, what and you that, just that said sounds great. great. But if you cook them, if you just boil them for too long, it's just like <laughs> for two hours <laughs> of tasteless mush. And I've talked about this sort of thing and everyone who has boomer parents has the exact same experience. Like, Here's well, where it comes from. Okay, so yeah, I'm curious, but I've never really thought about oh, like why is that? What so, is it about this generation and just way overcooking? You'll food, notice it's but wor- not burning it. No it's, internet. It's worst with meat, right? No internet's definitely. So better. parents are terrified of salmonella poisoning. Oh yeah, 
So, fear mongering. So the they overcooked the yeah. fuck out of everything. And and you know pork chops today, it's like. You know how it's like, okay, well, you can cook a steak rare, but you can't cook a pork chop You can rare. actually cook them so they're this still This is what pink. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, just look is... you just look up the internal temperature. Yeah. That's yeah, but, be, but beyond that, pork chops now have so much antibiotics in them that, like, the thing people were worried about undercooking their pork chops, that doesn't even exist anymore, like, in your yeah. meat. Because oh. it's like, because they just pump so yeah. much antibiotics into the animals. So I've never like, thought about that. It's just a simple premise of cook it till it's, you can, till it's minimum cook temperature. 165 can, degrees and Fahrenheit. And that's perfect. You know, oh, it's for, almost every meat is, that's, that's the generic. Pork chops, 145. Oh, shit. If you, if, you, if you just barely hit that, your pork chops will be great. So then they apply that if to... you go over, <laughs> you, got, you got boomer food. And on top of that, it, you don't actually want to cook it up to that temperature because once you take it off, it'll keep fire. It, it, keeps, more. it keeps cooking. So you cook it to 140 and then you take it off that and now shit it, rest. it goes You guys up. are making me so fucking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you, do you want some more? Eat more? No, no, no. I'll be all right. You um, can thanks. roast up these eat more. Yeah, yeah. We'll just cook it for two and a half hours, <laughs> boil it and, then it, and then it'll be safe to eat free of salmonella yeah. poisoning. Despite, I boil all my candy <laughs> Despite the fact that I can eat it raw. And that's what's weird is because they take that reasoning with the meat and they apply it to vegetables as if you can't just yeah. grab some vegetables yeah. and dip them in a dip All and those eat vegetables it. I was just talking about, I would have rather eaten uncooked. <laughs> so Maybe I, not onion. So but. I did this for the longest time. Like I would do this with stir fries and cook all, it all for like a half Stir fries are hard to do right. Yeah, you just have to put the ingredients in at a different time. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, don't don't yeah, put in a frozen thing at the same time as an unfrozen yeah. thing. Put in the frozen thing first yeah, so yeah. that it thaws it. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like... And actually, you know, as much as we were shitting on Dave, he's the one who actually helped me with this. Is like a, he made this Indian dish one time, and it's like he cooked the veggies for like three minutes on high. And I was like, Yeah, you don't have to cook vegetables. I anymore. hate the meal. I was like, This is the best meal yeah, ever. Yeah. And I was it's like, Holy texture. shit, you don't have to cook vegetables for like 25 minutes. Like, you, no. can just you can just toss <laughs> them off. And I just, I think about all the time I was waiting. It's like, What was I waiting for to happen to the vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> that I was cooking it. Like, 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 because cause it's not like yeah. I was just ignoring it. I'm sitting there as like, oh, it's not quite done yeah. yet. Nah, it's not quite done. Yeah. What was I waiting for? It's for like it to be fucking rice or something. Yeah, it's like once it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. And then you go to those Mongolian grill places where they slice the meat super thin, so, and then they cook the whole meal in like thirty seconds yeah. or like mm -hmm. sixty seconds. And it's like, well, how'd they cook it so quick? And it's like, well, they sliced the meat really thin really so they thin. could get through the so it would cook through the meat fully in like mm -hmm. in only sixty seconds. And they just cook it really hot. So. Um, so the idea of cooking fast and hot, which is how you get a nice seared, crunchy veggie, doesn't even exist in the baby boomer's <laughs> it mind. It's a parallel no. that you need to give them a red yeah, the pill or a I think blue the pill. slower you cook something, the better it's going to taste. <laughs> the longer you've cooked it. I've been cooking this roast all day. Well, there's like there's some truth to it, but they're not getting it quite right. No, because it's the wrong you, cut of meat. You, you need you, a high-fat meat to do that. Yeah, and you also have to do like you cook it all day at a really low temperature. You don't cook yeah. it for like two hours at a high temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, baby boomers, do. Uh, they do not know how to cook. Except yeah. that, you know, some of that cream of mushroom condensed soup, oh, man. Oh, yeah. You can, get, you can get some good shit out of yeah. that. Like uh, Campbell's soup. Like, I think it was like a Campbell's marketing campaign yeah. to moms to be like. Just dump the soup on pork chop. I think a bunch of their soups, like they just, they're like, oh, you can it's make clever. recipes with it. Dude, like my mom makes this insane scalp potato and ham casserole. That's. Can you say the name of that potato dish again? Scalped. Scalloped potatoes. <laughs> scalloped. <laughs> scalloped potatoes. <laughs> it cuts like the top of it off. And that's it. <laughs> 
done. <laughs> scalped potatoes. <laughs> I guess any peeled potato is a scalped potato. Yeah. <laughs> scalloped potatoes. You only peel the top of it. Definitely. It makes more sense than scalloped potatoes. <laughs> yeah, what's a scallop? Um, yeah, and it's just like, and you use that freaking cream of mushroom. It's yeah. un-fucking-real. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. There are like four meals in my entire life where I will keep eating after I'm full. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not that type of person, but there are just a few meals where you're like, I wish I could throw up so I could just keep eating more because <laughs> yeah. this is so good. And that's guess what you can. That, that's one of them. So um, yeah, that's that. What a what a fucking great boomer this week. I I couldn't agree more. I, uh, someone someone like unknowingly brought it up to me like their parents overcooking like a roast beef or something. I was like, oh. Write this one down. Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> that's Boomer. I literally thought I thought roast beef was a bad meat. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I, then I, I figured I out how you uh, can cook a good uh, Although I do prime rib or roast, roast beef. Pork is still I find roast better. beef. Anyway. Uh, you crank the oven super fucking hot, and, and then, then you, you turn it dick down, in it. and then you sting your dick in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Hey, one one thing I will say so about the casting in the last Airbender, and again, this this has been said a lot, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But yeah, like that main fucking kid who plays Ang or Ong, as they call him in the movie, um, like he's just horrid actor. And anytime he's doing like fight choreography or dancing, like it just looks like a kid playing. Which is weird because the kid actually has martial arts. Well, I looked into it. Stuff like no, the, so the kid that they cast is not an actor, and they cast him because he was a martial artist. Oh, but, the, but, but he, he has no acting skills, oh, and they yeah. made him the main character yeah, in the movie. It shows. Yeah. So produce, Holy shit. Producers really, really, really need to understand the importance of casting when it comes, particularly when it comes to child actors. A fucking a bad child actor like this one. This kid fucking sucked. All his lines were atrocious, especially yeah. when he was trying to be intimidating and look like a badass doing his avatar yeah, shit. Uh, a bad child actor, especially in a main role or a protagonist position, that's the fucking kiss of death for your movie. Yeah. Like that is. It's I wanted to turn it off. So bad, and I feel like th- I thought like child acting for a lot of movies there was like pre Phantom Menace and post Phantom Menace because Phantom Menace came out. And my fucking lord, like Jake Lloyd, the kid who played uh, uh, Anakin, Anakin, like he's notoriously bad. Nothing. I don't need to say anything about how fucking bad he was. Everyone knows. Like he, now he this wasn't, is airbending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the sole reason that 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 movie is, especially that trilogy, or even was the terrible, biggest, or even the biggest. But he was notoriously bad uh, to the point where it ruined his entire life, which is a really funny story. Do a Wikipedia search at home of Jake Lloyd and how he's like, yeah, he's in like a psych ward. He's got a couple like DUIs and stuff. And he was like hardcore bullied like after the Phantom Menace came Take out. Take your millions and buy of all dollars these nerds and buy some yeah. new friends. Yeah. Like his, his, he is fucked now. There's, yeah, there's like, there's a mug shot of him and he looks like a fucking, like a skinhead white supremacist. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, but I feel like that was a turning point because you see, especially and especially once Game of Thrones came out, which just had like these amazing child actors, like yeah. especially when they like they're older now in the show, but uh, they're really good. And I feel like that movie should be should have been the fucking poster child, like the lesson for all producers of like, okay, we're gonna we have a child a child actor in a in a protagonist role, like let's take the time and get this one right because it'll ruin. You'll have a good movie that'll be entirely ruined by one. One, it could be entirely ru- ruined by that one role, that one casting choice. Yep. It's fucking crazy. So one of the things that people talk about when they criticize Avatar is they go, oh, well, they've changed the races of everybody. Like the Fire Nation, the bad guys were like these, you know, they're like these traditional Chinese type characters. And in the movie, they're all just Indians. <laughs> like oh, they're really? all like East Indians. It's funny. 
when I remember when this movie, or shortly after it came out, or maybe just before it came out, uh, and they they showed some pictures of the main kid or whatever. Uh, all I heard was uh, "Ang ain't white." That was like the big slogan of people kind of shitting on this movie was "Ang ain't white." Ong blah, 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 blah. ain't white. Andy. Well, Ong ain't white. I guess. Um, <laughs> and having I'm a last Airbender movie apologist. <laughs> <laughs> having Ong. now having now watched the TV show, even just a couple episodes, maybe there's something I'm missing. He is white. Uh, I don't quite understand. It, it, it seems really dumb because so this this the show and the movie they don't play take place in, in real, yeah, uh, real and, on earth so it's, it's not like this takes place in Tokyo or something like that it's a fictitious land and Aang's race seems pretty ambiguous in the cartoon you look at him it's like okay I could see how he's Asian but I could definitely see how he's white like it's pretty like it's definitely not specific and there are other characters that clearly are yeah like the the main other two characters yeah, that follow him are like obviously like uh, you know arctic type native you know their skin is a bit darker and got it like it's, I've since I've I've since seen that like people were upset about that, but all I heard like prior to like the thing that I heard as an outsider, so the thing that was most focused on was Ang ain't white. But then watching this, I'm thinking like, what about those other side characters like Dingus and Wingus, whatever the fuck yep, their names are? That was their names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and like they sure as shit are not white in the cartoon. I don't know what they are. They're supposed to be like Inuit or something. Yep. Or, uh, and they sure as shit are white in the sh- in the movie. Yeah, so, and people were upset about that too. But like. uh, yeah, that I just I never heard that before. Like I, I read a little bit about it after, but the the big slogan was "Ang ain't white." That's it seemed what I like Ang so was white in the cartoon. He and looks then, pretty then, white. When in the I cartoon. see those pictures, I'm like, oh, it looks like a little white boy. And yeah. then in the movie, he was more Chinese looking. Actually, I thought that he was less white in the movie than he was in the cartoon. Yeah, it, it's. He was more Asian in the movie than the cartoon was, at least however he looked. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that this whole, like, it's f- the 5% rating on Rotten Tomatoes is all due to just people being pissy about this, about the casting thing, which I, I guess I understand a little mm-hmm. bit Maybe. with the, the Dingus and Wingus characters. But I, I, I don't know. Like, you watch, so I was looking into it a little bit because I knew nothing about this, this anime, and then I realized it's, 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 it's I've read, it's, it's an American TV show. Yeah. So it's not even Asian. <laughs> like, and then I look at it, I, I, read, I read into it. and It's a Nickelodeon up, show. Yeah, I read like, up on it. It's not some weird Japanese studio. None of the, the voice actors for all of these characters were white. Nobody cared about that. Like, why, why was there no outrage Well, like, over the main that? character, the girl, in, Inuit girl, is like Anne from Arrested Development. Yeah. I, know, looked like, up, I looked up the voice casting. It's all white people. She's also one of the girlfriends. But why of are people Pilgrim? not upset about that then? That they didn't cast Asians or whatever or Inuits to align with that? Like, like why is there such an outrage over the movie? Because you can't hear race. I can you tell can you exactly. I can tell you exactly know. why this is. Okay. So I saw a post this morning that I'm probably going to get in trouble for. Okay. Can't wait. Did you make it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> saw a post. I, I made. It was, <laughs> I made it was get these post. damn Asians out of my movie. <laughs> It was this. It was this gay guy on um, on Twitter, and uh-huh. he, and and he was going on. You know, I'm a gay man who was raised in a heteronormative world. Oh. A part of this world I've always been baffled by is modesty culture. The main premise of modesty culture is that women need to dress in a way that doesn't provoke a sexual response in men, which is insane. Because you know, and then he goes off on some tirade. Um, 
about how beautiful under, women are. I think you're underestimating how easily we'll sexualize a woman doing anything. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> so, so he he goes up, setting the bar too he, low. He goes, he goes off to say it's like, oh yeah, it's absurd to think that um, it's your responsibility for a man not to rape you. So like, yeah, of, of course. Like no, nobody thinks. Yeah. No, nobody. Like what? nobody I know actually no, thinks that a girl yeah, who dressed provocatively deserves to God be raped no. or or you know assaulted in any way. Like I don't know. To be I don't know what straw man that you're defeating, there's but it's like, a real easy one to I'm beat down. A, I'm gonna wager that there's about seven people on the entire planet. <laughs> <laughs> so not a lot. And they're all in prison. <laughs> they're all part of some tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so it's like, okay, I, I, so I mean, I chimed in, I'm like, I don't think that's what modesty is about. Like, I think modesty isn't like modesty meant to be like empowering because, uh, you get to interact with people more on your personality than your looks. Yeah. Like, that's you, why women choose to do it. Yeah. Like, empower, like, isn't, isn't, isn't that about trying to remove well. the looks aspect out of it yeah. so that you're more like focusing on your character and, you know, and you're not using your body to get ahead yeah, in any way or whatever. That's why some women choose to wear a hijab. But is, is that what the hijab is about? Yes. Okay, there you go. You know. That's their perspective. Local yeah. hijab resident <laughs> <laughs> expert. But resident. It's, so, it's, so, it, it's so subjective, like what empowering is. Because I know like some, some female types find it empowering to take control of their sexuality and whatever yeah whatever you what, so empowering yeah, whatever is, makes like, you empowering feel... is entirely so like subjective to each person yep i just love this straw man like i love people posting and commenting on this they're like oh yeah you know like you're so right it's like yeah that's it's just like listen you know the problem with christian culture is that they try to tell you that anytime a man has an erection, he can rape anyone he wants. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm here to tell you that that's not true. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that, yeah that's such a bad way to think. It's like, yeah, if that was yeah, what Christian culture was saying, but you just that. made that up. <laughs> like, it's like, so um, really what it is when a guy says, oh, well, she shouldn't have been dressed that way. It's like, you caught a guy red-handed and now his, he's backed into a corner and he just says whatever excuse that he can yeah, think of sure. to, to try to, you know, to try to not take responsibility. Like, you're just blaming whatever. It's like, I, I remember a while back, um, I bought, like, a trial online of some software. And it was like, oh, a seven-day trial, you know, I'll try it out and then I'll cancel it or whatever. And then after three days, I got billed for, like, 300 bucks. What? And I was super pissed. And, like, so I got super mad, did a dispute. Like, I was absolutely furious. And it turns out it was a three-day trial. And it's like, well, whoever has a three-day trial of anything, right? Like, that's, like, totally... Okay. That's not conventional. So, really, what it is is I'm mad at myself because I should have yeah, read, yeah. read it closer. Read but, you're, you know, but you're just blaming whatever that you can, like, you know, to... to to, to, to do it. And that's what this, this whitewashing thing is with, with like the Avatar thing. It's like, okay, you hate the movie, like everything about it makes you mad, so you're just throwing out any excuse that you can. It's like, oh, I, yeah, she was dressed wrong, that's why I raped her. Like you're just, you don't have a good reason, so you just throw out anything that you can notice. It was bizarre that like, that Ong was more dark-skinned, even though he's very white in the cartoon, and all of like the lights, the dark-skinned people in the cartoon were white as hell. Like that was very bizarre. It wouldn't have been so bad if they weren't such terrible actors. Yeah, so I think only the to me only the little kid was that bad. The other everybody yeah, else was find, bad. Everyone find, else was real bad. I didn't find oh, anyone else noticeably bad, other than the, the uh, Dev Patel, the 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 
angry fire guy? The guy, yeah, he played the Slumdog Millionaire. He's yeah, the main this, character. This, so he is a competent actor, you know. Yeah, but good... in the, in this movie, he reminded me so much of uh, Anakin Skywalker in Attack of the Clones, where he's <laughs> just constantly seething with anger. Like, it shows a shot of him, like, lying down to go to sleep, and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> like, and that is like, from the cartoon just, as well, but it just makes... It just, like, Totally made more this sense. This guy has problems. <laughs> Jesus, but it did. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like it felt like he was way overacting. And I, I know. Yeah. I guess that was part of the character. But I'm gonna guess. So that's the thing where I'm guessing because you're saying that's what he was like in the cartoon. In the anime, show. he was way more like egregious. Like he would just start so, but that's screaming at people. But that's something that probably works. I guess works. And talk about yeah, it, it works. About it an totally works. Here. But that's something that might work in a cartoon show where everything is just in gen already in general a bit more hyperbolic than it would be in real yeah. life. It seems like he maybe just didn't get the best direction in terms of like okay maybe you should just tone it down a bit because you're walking down you're just walking down the hall and be like ah. <laughs> 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 you're fucking so. It's like, You're just trying to Christ. hold in an, a big shit like this, all the time. This guy should not be in charge of anything like a general or whatever the fuck he is. It's like, got, got some problems. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty. Oh yeah, I'm already getting in trouble for this. Oh man, I got a great reply to this already. Wait, Wait did what did you post? Just now? From, from that, the, yeah, that that one about. Uh, um, yeah, about the the gay man and the modesty yeah, culture. Yeah, what did you post? I posted. I said, well, I thought the prom premise of modesty was that like people pay less attention to your physical appearance, so you can interact with them like more. Yeah, yeah. In, in it's your, an in individual's your choice. Yeah. So yeah. somebody that I do not know commented back. Excellent, uh, Mueller. You're not a woman, and thus have not been subjected to this kind of shaming. You know, I'll stop here. <laughs> you know what I hate about that excuse is just if I went to a park bench and I went to sit down on it, and it just buckled under my pressure just me as like an average weight so i'm not like 600 pounds or anything sure and it just fell just apart 400 because pounds. it didn't have oh. enough nails in or whatever and i said man like this park bench was horribly built now i'm not a carpenter but i but like, <laughs> i know like if, if, if i sit on a chair a wooden chair and it falls apart i know it wasn't that well made you know like you can all i'm saying is you can comment on things like you can have an opinion on things just because you aren't that thing it's ridiculous yeah, well, we're not talking about yeah, she's like also a, arguing uh, out of left field. I don't we're not talking understand. about like an engineering issue where you need to know all these specific formulas or whatever. It's like you're just talking about kind of an, a, a f I guess, philosophical or, or ethical opinion on something. Well, you know, you're allowed to have that. I, I no was how stupid it might be. I was be. saying that this guy defined modesty culture wrong, like in, uh, but really what the I was actually culture. saying is that women never get shamed. Like, that's my genuine opinion. It just never happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you don't know because you're not a woman and you don't experience this. Nope. I'm sure of it. This you know, never happens. I mean, the, the <laughs> amount of shame you could be given shade thrown at you for dressing provocatively is probably pretty outweighed by the positive attention and power you all have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, it's like, because there's two sides to everything. Oh yeah, for you some guy see, yells at you, but the 100 guys are lining up to do whatever you want. You don't see any, like, supermodels who are also homeless and on the streets. Like, they're generally, <laughs> like, if you look really good, like, you probably, like, you have some, I'm not going to say you have no disadvantages or whatever, you definitely have some advantages in life. Like, you're not going to end up dying alone on the streets. Well, maybe, I don't know. Likely not. It's 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 certainly less likely, especially it's you know. Extremely. You ever less seen a good-looking homeless person? Especially you know, really if these, weird. If these supermodels are over three hundred pounds, I'm sure it happens, but it's got to be so rare, and they're probably newly homeless. Yes, that's right. They're on their way down. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um, someone, if you're a gorgeous woman, like someone will take care of you, even if you're just a horrible yes, person. Yes, but and uh, some women they refuse. 
to let that happen. Sure, but it's rare. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Extremely rare. Well, it's settled. All yeah. women's problems are their own <laughs> fault, and they cause them. <laughs> so I've always my, my understanding of, of that whole, like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been wearing that is a little bit different from what you're saying, because I've always thought... Well, I'm not. What I'm saying has nothing really to do with that. I'm just saying, like, I think they're up the opposite. I'm just, yeah, I'm bringing up the idea that there's an there is an appropriate modesty that some women like. Sure, I have a daughter. I I would prefer (laughs) if my daughter never dates someone like you. (laughs) Well, so because people so that you can feel more comfortable. People (laughs) people would recognize her personality, and and if she was dressing provocatively, I would call her out on it. I'd be like, you're trying to manipulate people by dressing provocatively. But it's also, it can just be a protection thing. So when people hear that, like, oh, well, you should have... It's like she shouldn't. She shouldn't have been. That dressed, was a microaggression. Shouldn't have been dressed that way or whatever. And people think, oh, well, you're just you're blaming the victim. You're just saying it's all her fault. No, she's still. A well, vic- some people she's, are doing that. Some people, but I I think not most people. A lot of the cases I hear about that like reach the news, like some police chief that got shamed or whatever. Uh, most time, it's more just saying it's like no, you're not. You're still a victim. This isn't your fault. You didn't do this to yourself. Someone else yeah, did this to you. Yeah, it can be both things. But you can still like you. It's just a more of just like well. Like you, sh- like we should be promoting people protecting themselves. Yeah. Because you're going out into the public, and there's no telling what someone might do. Listen this. here, it, lady. It would be like <laughs> if I won the lottery, big one, like three hundred million dollars, and I said, "Fuck the banks! I don't want them making interest on my money or whatever." I just don't trust banks for some wacky reason. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it all. The on gold my- standard. I'm gonna leave it all on my coffee table, and then <laughs> and then I go to work or wherever, go out. I guess I'm gonna need to work because I got three hundred million dollars. But I go out <laughs> for the day, and uh, it's all just sitting there on my coffee table in big stacks. Someone breaks into my home and steals all my money. Now, I'm still a victim of a crime. Someone still did something wrong to yeah, me. Yeah, we should chase that but criminal everyone, and try to get the money but back everyone and maybe be put like, him in prison. Everyone would look at me and say, you fucking idiot. You shouldn't have dressed <laughs> like, like that. Now, this is an extreme example. That's, uh, but that's, it's a more it's, egregious it's more about, idea. It's more about that, but that's my point, is to argue it's an extreme of its kind of point. No, but, it, but it's not just more extreme. It's more egregious because nobody would think that's a good idea, whereas, like, oh, well, you know, if women want to dress provocatively, that's, that is their prerogative. My and point like, is, I, I don't even think they should really be shamed. For my point is a lot of the times when you I hear that you should be shamed for putting that on your coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> my point is it's not even about like it's not about shaming them and saying oh you shouldn't do that because I don't think that I don't think that women should should have to dress very modest modestly and conservative. I don't really want that either. No. Um, it's more just about when people say those things. I think a lot of the times, of course, not all the times, it's about just protecting yourself because you're going out to the world and you are responsible for your own protection to a degree. Like, obviously, we have cops and whatever and all these systems in place to help protect you. But individually, it's like you've you got to just look out for yourself. Like, you, you're, you're the number one person to look out for yourself. That's what I hear a lot of the times. Most of the time, it's not some guy. Well, you're saying, the one who suffers the consequences if you don't look out for yourself. Yeah, so exactly. And you don't, and, you don't and, get to transfer over to a new reality where that didn't happen. And we're talking about popu- populations with millions and billions of people. Like you don't know all of them, and you don't know what any. Like it might not even be like a super nasty looking dude. It might be someone that just looks totally normal. You have no idea. It might what, be Zach Efron. You have no idea <laughs> what anyone of like you. You know that there are some rapists and horrible people out there, and you have no idea which of the general public is them. So you kind of gotta you you got to protect yourself up front because otherwise you're just getting reparations after the fact. Listen, you can either be a trophy wife or you can die alone with sweaters. (laughs) And cats. (laughs) You got it. There's there's bad things to both of them, you know? It's like... Nah, but you go around just just wearing a conservative sweater and there'll there'll always be a Rocky looking for an Adrian out there. (laughs) No, yeah, no, of course. I'm I'm just... I'm really kidding. Um... 
Yeah, I, I, I do like this idea that it's like, listen, you haven't been subjected to shame. It's like, yeah, but you know, I'm familiar with the concept of shame. Like I've, I've felt it for other reasons. Yeah, I, don't I can, I can empathize with what that might feel yeah. like in your position and be like, oh, that's bad. Like you're assuming that I just have no concept of being able to empathize because that's, that's the immediate assumption. It's like, oh, you don't think that uh, we should we should teach children that uh, you know that we should chop off all the gay people's penises be, and make them into trans because they're confused when they're younger. Make their penises into trains. Trans <laughs> into trains. Uh, you know, yeah, you don't and think a we lot should... of penises. <laughs> you don't you don't think that we should uh, chop yeah just chop off their penises even though eighty percent of young people who transition end up actually being gay and now they have irreparable damage done to their bodies. Well. Listen, have some empathy for what these trans people go through. And it's like, you're really assuming the wrong part about me. Like, I've yeah. got lots of empathy for somebody who's killing themselves 50% of the time. What I, you know, the problem I have is those people you're chopping their penises off because they're young, impressionable kids. Mm -hmm. Well, like and also, a, so just because you're being empath empathetical, empathetic. Empathetic, that's the word. Just because you're being empathetic uh, to someone's problems doesn't mean you're really understanding the problem. Well, the problem, though, is that if you're going to empathize with someone, you should throw all caution to the wind at the same time and forget <laughs> everything you know about the world. Yeah. Because that's the only way that empathy works. It's like... So I'll, I'll give you an example of, of this competence thing. So at the, at the soup kitchen, um, they... Uh, you know, they have an overnight shelter. So like people come in and they need, they need some shelter, so they take them overnight. So what they started doing though, uh, is they, they realized it's like, okay, well, everybody's, they're just in the same cycles. You know, they, they come out, they have a problem, they live on the street, they come in, they get a bit of temporary shelter, right? You give a man a fish. Um, so what they started doing is they said, okay, well, you can't come for overnight shelter now. You have to come for a month if you come. And, and, and what we're going to do is we're going to have training for you to help you get back on your feet. Yeah. We're going to give you lodging. We're going to teach you how to... Is this, uh, this uh, state-run? Is this no. by the province? Or? See, that's, uh, that's, it's, it's both. It should, it's, it's, should it's, be a healthcare. That think, should be part of healthcare in my mind. Right. Well, yeah. you know... I digress. Well, you couldn't do that because they would say, oh, well, you can't force people to do that. You have to give them whatever they want because they know what's best for themselves. That's how they ended up on the street. Um, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, the, the state will listen to you and what you want, even though you might not know what's, what's best for you, right? So, and some people probably don't like that they do that, but they actually have people go through. They spend 30 days there. They get back up on their feet. They start mm. getting jobs. Yeah, they um, probably have people helping so, them. So, yeah. so blind compassion... It says, okay, well, I see that you need shelter tonight, and I can see you're pretty miserable, but you won't, uh, like, you won't get on board. And it's like, uh, you know, well, that's a problem. And then maybe you come back a week later because, uh, you know, it was pretty miserable living on the streets. Like, okay, well, maybe I will start to pick up my, you know, and get on, get on board with this. So it's like, well, isn't that so mean, though? Like, you're throwing this person out on the street. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, we're helping. It helps a lot more people because it actually helps them instead of just enabling people to continue on you know, with a bad lifestyle. And it's like, I mean, obviously most people who are dealing with like being on the street, like they have just, just mental health problems like up the wazoo and whatnot. And, yeah. you know, I've never talked to a single one of them who didn't have like a traumatized, a, a story that was traumatizing just to hear. Yeah. Um, 
So it's like, but but this idea of just like, well, let's just throw all caution to the wind. Like you can't show compassion with some with somebody unless you just do whatever they want. And it's like, dude, probably they don't know what's gonna fix there things in their life. I don't know what's gonna fix things in my life if I have a problem. No, you know, that's why we there have was parents. a there was a great Futurama episode that summed up a lot of what you're saying. Bender ends up floating out to space. He gets like shot out of the ship. And he's just randomly floating out, like he can't control the direction he's going. Uh, he ends up meeting what he thinks is God. And then so then and then also like this little bacteria starts to grow on the on, on Bender yeah, that's and, right. and he becomes, he becomes and he becomes God. the bacteria's god and everything goes wrong because <laughs> he just he he tries he tries yeah. to do nothing and and it just devolves into chaos and then he tries to do too much and they become dependent on him <laughs> but then he he meets like this this weird form that that turns out to be God and then and then Bender asks him it's like well you know how do you how do you do these things? Like, like how do how do you how do you manage? And he's like, well, this is this fictitious god in Futurama saying this. It was something along the lines of, he's like, well, if I do absolutely nothing, things devolve into complete chaos. Like, the humanity, all these life forms start to destroy each other. But if I do too much, it becomes completely dependent, and they're not they're it's not they're not making thing. it's the exact it's, yeah exact same thing. It's just, it's funny that episode of Futurama, like this dumb cartoon show, uh, summed up this concept quite nicely. I think. Right, and it's like, and, and if your life is in such a bad place that you have to go and like and seek shelter, it's yeah, like you're probably bad. you're probably not in a position to be like, well, you know, I'm going to make a 30 day plan and like you know and yeah. and, and, and oh, create some you need some help create some objective goals for my life and you know I'm really gonna if like if you had that in you you would not even be seeking no. shelter right now right you need somebody to be like well you have to do this and it's like well gosh I don't want to do it but I don't have any other choice and if it's you like say it works I'll do it yeah. you know yeah and it's like well I don't have any other choice and that kind of sucks and it's like yeah and also we've helped like a hundred you know hundreds or thousands of other people so you know maybe you can trust that this might, this could do something for you. Um, so it's like, yeah, as soon as you suggest anything other than what sounds, quote, compassionate, even though it's not real, really compassion to help someone for a day and then they're on the street for two more years or five years or just until they're dead, instead of like showing, you know, just the most mild, tough love to get them to do something to help themselves and like, and you're, you know, you're there with a helping hand to help them. Um, so yeah, so this, uh, this sort of fragility it's like, you're not a woman. You couldn't understand. It's like, you know, I could probably understand 80% of it. You know, like I can, I can, I can put myself in. You can in, sympathize. I yeah. can put, but, but the problem, that's not the problem anyways. Like, like the, 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 there's no problem. You can here. have a fucking there's opinion no on things too. And also it's not the worst thing to get an opinion from someone who's outside oh, of the man. problem. I just thought I should say that I've transitioned. Uh. <laughs> and, and then I, I am a woman now. And then I'd be like, what are you, a turf or something? What's a turf? Uh, a turf is like a trans exclusionary radical, radical feminist. feminist. So basically they're... Oh, they they're, don't think they're real women? Yes, yes. They basically say that like... They don't think that they they have the same set of They problems, don't have the full experience female. of a woman, yeah. which of course you don't because like at Dude. some point you weren't a woman. So you missed that age. You yeah. don't know what it's like to be a three-year-old in a woman or a How five-year-old. How was it getting your first period? I yeah. had a dick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or whenever you did, like obviously there's, there's some sort of difference, but that would be a hilarious response. Um, okay. I'll see if this lady says anything really ridiculous to make it worth, um, worth I gotta, that I sort of stunt. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty. That's I. I don't really have anything else well, on air, one, Airbender. One thing I always find funny, like with a lot of like the, the SJW sort of stuff, when we're talking about like the, the all the white casting and whatever, 
anytime one of these like politically correct outrage stories comes up in regards to the Asian community, especially like cultural appropriation, the thing I always find funny is how little Asians seem to actually fucking care. They don't. They never fucking care because any one of these stories about like cultural appropriation when it comes to Asian culture. It's because their culture has a little bit of honor in it. <laughs> yeah. But they always, <laughs> I always true. like I've seen they so have many. a sense of propriety. <laughs> I've seen so many articles when they talk where they actually like see what some some people in the Asian community have to say about it and they're like yeah they either don't care or they're like oh I actually think it's pretty pretty cool that they like our like do you remember there's a story uh, quite a few years ago kimonos yeah it, yes. was this, it was this little girl like a like a little like eight year old or seven really young girl who dressed up as like a, a geisha and what's it called a kimono komodo kimono. kimono kimono she was dressed up in one of those a komodo dragon yeah kimono. she was dressed <laughs> up as a lizard <laughs> you're appropriating lizard culture um so she's dressed up as like a geisha or whatever, and there was all this it's called fucking. Wearing a suit. It's this fucking little girl. It's funny that a like, little girl was dressed up as a prostitute. <laughs> you're, you're a pro- no one cares about that. <laughs> you're appropriating their culture. You're appropriating prostitute culture. I'm just eight trying to have a fucking tea party with my stuffed yeah. animals. Or reminds me of this. <laughs> Shut your I saw this post. Listen, I'm just eight years old. I'm trying to get some fucking jobs tonight. But I saw, like, I, I remember seeing like this article where they're like, let's uh, see like some of the Asian responses on like Twitter and stuff. And they're like, oh, she actually did a pretty good job like representing like all this. Like nobody ever seems to care. Where there was that, uh, mm. that Ghost in the Shell live action movie with Scarlett Johansson. Pretty bad movie. Yeah. Um, just a poor man's Robocop, really. Yeah, it was weird. But uh, people were like so pissed that they cast uh, Scarlett Johansson in a, a, a white lady as in an Asian role or whatever. And then I just remember seeing more articles where from like from like from Japan and stuff like not even from Asians in North America but from Japan they're like yeah, we don't really care. We all really like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the thing. That's why they did it is because she, uh, she does amazing in like the Chinese market. Yeah. Uh, of movies. Like they're they're the second largest market for movies in the world and they don't care. Like it it's it's, I always just find it funny. Like Asians don't seem to care. They seem to like it. I, I, I obviously can't speak for all of them or whatever, yeah. but just the consensus that I've seen on the internet my, is they all they seem to enjoy the different depictions well, of like their, their culture. culture being spread. Because yeah. it's also not like like with Scarlett Johansson and uh, in Ghost in the Shell and this little girl dressing in a kimono. Uh, they're not like it's not like a blackface thing where they're making fun of their culture. This is like, oh, we really like, like this. Kimonos are pretty we really beautiful. Li- we really like, like this. We really like this thing, and we want to try our hand at our depiction of it. And I, it seems like a lot of Asian culture. They're like, yeah, we we actually think you're. It seems like you have a lot of respect for our culture yeah. when you're doing something like well, that. You're not you making that fun you do, of it. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember because we talked about this a long time ago on the podcast, and you had mentioned like some some anime that they made in Japan where they took like a few like American, like they were white people roles and they had just cast them with Asian people because it was entirely like a Oh yeah, Asian that was the movie. Full Metal Alchemist movie. Yeah, and nobody cares about that. <laughs> like nobody gets upset well, about I mean, the that was, of it. So I, Somebody cared. It was mainly just like, I mean, it was off-putting because it was weird. It was like, well, they, they didn't really look like the characters in the anime at all. Yeah. Um, it was like, I don't know. It was like they cast instead of Bradley Cooper in Limitless. They're like, oh well, here's a black guy with blonde hair. <laughs> like it's like uh, it doesn't look natural. Like it's like it, you know I don't really have a problem with that other than that it just looks bizarre to see like an Asian with yeah. really blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's like, but it was a movie that was mostly targeted towards people. I think in Tokyo, like it yeah. was like so they were like, well, we're gonna make them look like the people that are gonna watch it. Yeah, that will relate to it. Yeah, because like usually I was having this argument you, recently. When you, when you market things to people, uh, you try to relate to them like that. 
that's how custody I don't think I, under, I don't understand cultural appropriation as a problem. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. I don't really get that's it. That's because it's not a problem. If you're paying that's reverence in essence to what it, I'm saying. instead of insulting it, it's not a problem. When I mean, insult it all movies, you want. Who cares? But insulting movies, isn't... They're like, limited with their casting. Yeah. Like if you're like a small studio or like you're just some friends making a movie or something like and and you're you know you love the source material. Well, Avatar have did have a hundred and fifty great... million dollar budget, yeah, so I don't know. Enough, but... I don't know if that'll. I mean, it's it just comes down to like customer segments. It's like, well, who's going to see this? Well, we're marketing it in these areas. Eighty percent of them are white. Can't make a white. Well, also pretty simple. In it's the case like... of that Ghost in the Shell movie, and I don't want to defend that movie too much because it sucked. I saw it. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but this is just, okay, we have this big, like... <laughs> to, to be fair to Ghost in the Shell, she was hot. <laughs> so, just adding a slap, another this, pound, few pounds of butter on her, and... We have this big, <laughs> Hollywood, they have this big Hollywood movie, and they said, okay, we're going to allot this much to our, our main casting role. And, we want, and it's a big Hollywood production, so we want to draw in... We want to draw in the audience. Well, who's a big star? Who's a big female star that's roughly within that budget that we have for this? Mm-hmm. Could it possibly be that at least in like the American production side of things or in Hollywood, there just isn't a female Asian star that's as big as Scarlett Johansson, yeah. who's like one that of the biggest? That was my argument too. It's yeah. like, no, well, they're just trying to make money. They're a dime a dozen, <laughs> Andy. You could just choose yeah. any of them out of your bull black book. I, I, I also I had this thought that like isn't. When, whenever I hear like a bunch of white people being upset about uh, on on behalf of some Oof, other culture, yeah. it's like they're just culturally appropriating another culture's outrage. Outrage appropriation. Man, that's like, a great coin here you, on real movies uh, with real men. Can you let them just let the Asians be mad about it, it or, or whatever demographic it's toward? Well, like, let them be mad. Now your cultural appropriation, appropriation, appropriation. First, getting mad on behalf of another culture. It's like, <laughs> okay. oh, let them take care of it. There's a lot of Asians out there. I'm just, if they have a problem with it, I'm sure we'll hear about it. First, they're appropriating their outrage. They appropriated the Asians, but I was not Asian, so I said nothing. <laughs> and then they appropriated the yeah, Jews, I I, but I was not a Jew. <laughs> but I then when someone came to appropriate me, no your, one your stood white up. Culture. Because I, because, because I, there was no one left to stand up for people appropriating my culture. That's how serious this is, guys. Yeah. Cultural appropriation. I just, it's I just don't one get, more step to Nazis. Do you remember that story again from a few years back about like the, there was this kid in like high school and yes. he had a white no. kid and he had dreadlocks and he was being harassed by some another black like black teenager probably in high school, another like black student and there was like those those dreadlocks are dreadlocks are appropriating my culture and blah blah blah. Yeah, and he probably just thought they looked dumb on him and they were like, oh, what can I say to make this kid you know to really press it in his? I, but you're it's appropriating like he probably, my he prob- probably thought it was cultural appropriation. You just think he thought it looked dumb, so he was going to go insult this kid, however. Listen, that's what I would do in middle school. If I didn't like someone, it's like, okay, what's what's the most self-righteous thing I can say to really make this person... But it's a fucking haircut we're talking about Also, I'm pretty sure... I'm sorry, black people, maybe I'm biased because I had dreadlocks at one point, but, like, dreadlocks don't have the monopoly on... Or sorry, black people don't have the monopoly on dreadlocks. Also, like I'm sure cavemen had yeah, fucking exactly. dreadlocks. That was my too. It's like dreadlocks are usually just nodding of your hair, yes. except that now you're doing it in a specific yeah, way. Yeah, listen, if you think that black people have the monopoly on dreadlocks, you see the homeless people who came before them <laughs> and, and you, you will I, find I, some dreadlocks. I hear about it's just very weird to have these very like sensitive SJW types and they're being outraged about cultural appropriation. When I view it, it's like it kind of just sounds like you're arguing for like 
racial and for cultural tribalism. segregation for tribalism. Yeah, yeah. segregation. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, it just sounds like you're arguing in prom like promoting segregation. It's yeah. like, what am I? Am I not like? Am I allowed to make sushi too? Am I not allowed to do that? Like, yeah, like, like, what, what's? It's just so I don't understand it. I there, I do not I understand. There, there was I understand where people get offended by someone making fun of another yeah. culture, which, by the way, I still think you should be allowed to do. Of course. Um, but I, un I understand why someone would be upset about that, but someone being like like a little girl dressing up as a geisha in a kimono, whatever, uh, yeah, is the, like, are you just arguing that because she's white, she shouldn't be allowed to appreciate Asian culture? That's, it, That's it exactly like what they're arguing. You're dude. arguing for segregation. It's so fucking weird to see it just come full circle like that. There's no such thing as reverse racism, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Except you are allowed to be racist towards anyone who's white. Or, and you can be racist towards Asians because there's too many of them in Harvard. That's the so we're not letting them in anymore. That's the funniest fucking story. I, I find that so amusing. That, I barely that, remember it. I heard it recently. So in Harvard, you know, big fucking huge prestigious university... Uh, they, they started... Because of all like the, the outrage over the past few years about... Uh, Diversity and having representing like each demographic and mm -hmm, minority mm -hmm, or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, so they're trying to do that more. Wasn't it one guy that was suing them? Oh, well, they, I'm sure it's going to evolve into more than one. I think it's probably one. There right is now. a class action. I was lawsuit about to say right it's got to be got to be coming close to a class action lawsuit. But basically, because like they started doing that, okay, we're going to have more of an equal representation of, of different minor of, of all minority yeah, groups that, and whatever so they found that of course uh, Asians were just dominating the market in these like prestigious universities like, what do you know this hardcore culture where they make their kids work hard where yeah. like my Asian friends wouldn't play because they were too busy playing the piano for hours yeah. a day because their parents pushed them so hard Studying. what do you know they've gotten into some of the highest like ranking uh, Ivy League schools and they've just big fucking, fucking surprise a minority in America is just dominating like the student representation in these universities. So then what's the lawsuit? Well, now they're because the, like I think people thought like okay, we got to we got to get we got to make make it more diverse so it's not just a bunch of white people. So they just put it okay, we're going to try and equal it out. But what they didn't realize is that the universities were more dominant with Asian students than white people, but they're still trying to balance it out. Uh -huh. So now they're like they're not letting Asians. They're in. denying <laughs> Asians because they just get so they get they too many. so many. They're just looking at the numbers. And they're just looking at the numbers. Yeah. They're 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 taking this like a, a diversity equation and just looking at, by the numbers. And it's like everyone just assumed okay they're just letting in so many white people because we love the universities just love the whites or whatever. Turns out it's like it was just dominated by Asians, a minority, and now they're getting denied. And yeah, I think like that that's. A, yeah, a couple, yeah, class action lawsuits, a couple of those will fix that up. I, I think it's the funniest story. Like, I feel bad for some Asian student uh, are working who's, their ass who's off. working their ass off and just being very successful and, and, and really overcoming any adversity or whatever, and they're just getting denied. I feel bad for them, but it's a funny fucking story to see this, like, just completely, this concept of... of Enforced diversity, just yeah, completely, them, completely yeah. back down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 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 of course, it's like, well, you know, Asians have power because they have money, so it's totally okay to be racist towards them, <laughs> right? Like, and that's not reverse racism, guys. Okay, it's different. I do love how much <laughs> how much Asians have disrupted like the whole like white privilege argument <laughs> so much because like they do so much better than us. It's just wherever you go, wherever <laughs> the, the majority is. I'm sure that if you're Chinese in China, you have more privilege than like I don't know, like if you're Japanese in Japan, like. It's yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, go yeah. to where. But, but what I'm saying is like ingrained racism. But what I'm like saying is Asians prejudice. are a minority in in North America, but they still do better than whites in a lot of fields. <laughs> yes. Like they're more likely to because of their culture. More likely to 
they make more money on average than us, and like they're more likely to even with go their to poor driving skills, they still do better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it. It's funny to see them kind of disrupt that whole narrative. Um, I saw a really great one where uh, somebody had said it was about there's like some sort of uh, full moon celebration or something that like the some, lunar the, the lunar new year. You the, saw that post where it was like the, a lady was like, "Okay, if you say the whole post in your summary, I'm gonna be pissed." Okay, like, is, that a, is it appropriating moon culture? <laughs> no, it has. It's the lunar new year. That's yeah, and it's like, don't, if you're white, you cannot be. So he's gonna say the whole post. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Except for I was planning on delivering it. Yeah, except you're going to, oh, it's that thing where the guy said this, and that was the punchline oh, of the joke right. that I delivered first. Leave your egos at the door, gentlemen. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, you can say the post, then. No, right? I refuse to now. <laughs> uh, so she's like, if you're white, like, don't you dare celebrate the lunar moon. Like, that's a, that's appropriating this Asian culture, unless you have, like, you know, an, uh, an Asian person give you permission to, to do it or whatever. Yeah. So then this guy on the, tw- like, first Twitter post is just like, hi, I'm Asian. I give everyone permission. <laughs> <I was just laughs> say, they just got to find the first Asian guy they yeah. can. He'll I, do it. It was like, oh, that that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. like, and it's, and it's like, it's, it's a good one because this guy's not taking her seriously, but he's kind of fulfilling the requirement. She really set herself up on yeah. that one, and it's, and, awesome. it's, and it's just yeah. Obviously, it's just so absurd. I'm sure that like the even the average SJW would be like, okay, that's a bit that's yeah. a bit too far. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, other than all that, meh. I don't have anything more to say about the movie. It's bad, but it's not that bad. It's not unbearably bad, and it's not so bad that it's funny. Well, I'm it's I'm, just it's pretty <laughs> mediocre. Just a yeah, mediocre it's really movie. Mediocre. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to getting our diversity quote and. Quotient, uh, quota, quota. Uh, you know, set so we have fifty percent uh, trans and diversity talk <laughs> I've, on this podcast. I've been, I've, I've movies. been telling people that Snitchard is a black female. So. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, now we know and uh, transitioned. Um, cool. So uh, check out our Instagram at Real Movies Real Men. That Can seems I... to be where most of the activity is happening these days. Our website, realmoviesrealmen.com, and our Facebook page. Just search for us there. Uh, whatever dumb platform you're on, find us on Twitter. Find us on Grinder. <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> well, that's the story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There might just be white people pretending to be outraged on behalf of another culture in your house. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.